Uh, Drake and 21 Savage have shared their new album, Her Loss. The 16-track uh, release features an appearance by Travis Scott on a song called Pussy and Millions. A cut title, Circo Loco, features a sample vocal inter interpolation of Daft Punk's discovery. Hit me one more, one more time, time, time. You guys know that song, but uh, they totally ruined the song. I'm not a big fan of 21 Savage. I think his cadence is fucking lame. I'm getting old. Uh, the two rappers announced their joint project back in October. They also released a music video to their collaborative track, Jimmy Crooks. Uh, but what's the name of the fucking group? There's like a name of the group. What What is it called? It's like Ovosum. I'm born on the day before Ozzy. My dad loves Ozzy. Dude, fucking Ozzy is the shit, bro. My dad loves Ozzy. You're making me feel older, Nick. <laughs> You're making me feel way older. Yeah, my fucking great-grandfather liked Ozzy. Yeah, he's been dead for like 600 years, but he loved him. He loved Ozzy. Uh, how old are you? Fucking dirt. You old as dirt. Okay, that's stupid. Okay, so I, I let me just look because I just listened to the song that that's in question right now because there's a song on it where Drake is going, supposedly going after Megan the Stallion on it because of her uh, current lawsuit with Tory Lanez her ex so I'm almost 35 getting old okay so you're not that much younger than me uh I'm I'm, I'm almost 40 so you know there you go um that's not at all what I was looking for let me I'm trying to get the name okay so it's called Ovo Sound Ovo Sound is the name of their new group and the, the name of the album is called Her Loss so I only listen to one song, and it's the song that's in question that we're talking about right now that's going after Megan. I thought this was pretty pretty entertaining, although it would be horrible if Drake is going after Megan the Stallion, and she actually did get shot by Tory Lanez, but we're just going to go ahead and assume that... <laughs> Listen, let's not assume anything. Gu uh, you're, not, you're not guilty until proven guilty. What is it? Innocent until proven guilty, right? Innocent until proven guilty. So Tory Lanez, it's all allegations at this point. After Drake rapped that a stallion lied about getting shots, Megan uh, chided rappers who dogpile on black women when she say one of y'all homeboys abused her. So this has gotten a whole conversation going on on Twitter. Like, uh, it's, I think uh, black women, uh, protect black women or black artists is trending on Twitter right now. Uh, this has totally turned into a to a, a, a whole situation. So uh, something tells me this silly event actually happened. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, who knows for sure? Um, everybody thinks Megan is a lot. Of, so the way it's looking right now, Tory Lanez fans are like, Megan's lying. And then of course, Megan the fan, Stallion's fans are all like, she's, she's an abuse victim. Again, innocent until proven guilty. There is no definitive, there's, there hasn't been anything proved in the court of law, although there have been bullet fragments pulled out of her foot. So, um, so they, there's that as well. 
So uh, let's read through this. Megan Stallion has written stirring a string of tweets that, without naming names, appear to tear into Drake for suggesting she lied about being shot by Tory Lanez. On Circo Loco, a track from Drake's new album with 21 Savage, Drake raps that this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. The Thinly veiled reference to the 2022 incident, which left Megan with two gunshot wounds in her feet, prompted Megan to call out rappers who are ready to boycott about ready to boycott about shoes and clothes, but dogpile on a black woman when she say one of y'all homeboys abused her. Lanes, who has denied all allegation is under house arrest until he is put on trial. So this just happened. So Tory Lanez just got put on house arrest just like last week or something. So, cause he's, he's already in trouble with another situation. Tory Lanez house arrest. Tory Lanez gets the ankle bracelet, <laughs> uh, but laughing it off. Um, Tory Lanez will soon be on a court-ordered house arrest, but if he's at all sweating his new ankle bracelet, he certainly isn't showing it. The rapper spotted outside the Corrective Solution Facility in Los Angeles Monday, the place where folks go to GPS alcohol and drug monitoring. You can see the meter tracker on his ankle, but in, uh, interestingly enough, he was cracking a, his signature smile. It's like, that's not that funny. But I don't know the guy. Yeah, I don't know. Drake is definitely an aggressive personality, if you ask me. He, all I can see is that motherfucker in a wheelchair. Oh, I can't, I can't shake Degrassi. Okay, friends, I can't shake Degrassi. All I see is a mother. We'll come right back, Tory Lanez. ADHD piling on. Uh, Drake from Degrassi. In his fucking wheelchair. All I can see is his wheelchair. Look at this is all I can see is this. That's all I see. Okay, this is all I can fucking see. I can't see past this. I can't get past this. This is all I can about. Look, who the fuck is this person? This guy looks like. Okay. Uh, okay. So you guys know exactly what I'm saying, right? Like I'm not alone here, right? Like that don't look like he doesn't look like a threat. <laughs> Okay, so he just does it. He doesn't look like a threat. But but I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Nicktronic. It's part of like that whole personality uh, uh, in, in hip-hop and rap. It's this demeanor that, that's supposed to be had. It's really weird. And we're actually going to talk about that because, you know, this whole thing with Takeoff being murdered in Houston, uh, one of the Migos, if you guys don't know, one, uh, one of the Migos... Uh, the, the trio from Atlanta, the rap group Migos, uh, one of theirs was slain in Houston. And it looks like it possibly might be like a friendly fire kind of situation, but there's no real telling what's going on yet. But yeah, not a threat, but it seems like a little time. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, I love hip hop, but I'm a positive. You know what, man? We're going to talk about that. And uh, because there's a lot with the, with the, the slain of, 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 um, take off. There's been a lot of talk lately uh, about, you know, 
what hip hop is and what it means to uh, black culture and what it means. And obviously, I'm not black. I don't know that experience, but I'm just going off of what I'm seeing the black community talking about right now. And it's a part of the hip hop community. And so it, it I feel like I'm a part of the hip hop community. I got I got names on rap albums. <laughs> I make rap. <laughs> In any case, I'm not trying to justify why we're covering the news, but I am. Okay, so Tory Lanez is put on house arrest, and uh, because what it, I forgot what it was, uh, prosecutors argued Tory Lanez needed to be remanded into custody because he violated the conditions of his bail in the Meg case, claiming he was a threat to public safety, uh, and Monterey bail wouldn't cut it. As we, a monetary bail wouldn't cut it. As we reported, he was charged with firing a gun. Yes, we know that. Uh, the case is set to begin at the beginning of the next month. So this dude is is stuck at home, which is detrimental to a, a, a performer. He's a performer. He's a rapper. His whole thing is like making appearances, doing performances. <laughs> but now he's kind of stuck to his house. So we'll, we'll watch it. Hey, hey, let me stop fucking on Jay. So there you go. Um, okay, so that's what's going on. That's what they're referencing right now. Uh, yeah, that's nothing. Okay, where were we? So back to what's going on here. Yeah, I like positive lyrics too, but I also like dirty, grimy, like shoot 'em up gangster rap. Like it's. That has, like, no bearing on my life. Like, I never had to be, like, carrying guns and shit. Like, I've never had to deal with it. But that shit is so rough, man. <laughs> I just want to hear it. But I, I like I like all kinds of hip-hop. I even like... There's some Christian hip-hop that's not bad. Or at least positive... Uh, I wouldn't call it Christian. I would say it's more like an inspirational hip-hop. Christian hip-hop is kind of cringy. It's just like, man, I'm just... But whatever, to each their own. I am no, I'm not here to judge who does what and who does why or why people do things. So, um, the fin, the thinly veiled reference to the 2020 incident, which left Megan with two gunshot wounds to her feet, prompted Megan to call out rappers who are ready to boycott about shoes and clothes, but dogpile on a black woman when she says one of y'all homeboys abused her. And of course, Lanes has the, is still denying the, the the accusations. Megan began. I I know I'm very popular, but y'all gotta stop attaching weak ass conspiracy theories in bars to my name. Um, LOL, dudes nor hoes ever address me or at me with a fact or receipts. I am I am clout bitch. Keep sucking my pussy. This is. <laughs> I, that's uh, just be a good person you'll be fine exactly christian is blessed <laughs> you know some of it's really good like i really like gospel music gospel music is pretty awesome it's really good um you know i, I just it moved me but i'm not it doesn't make me go out and like blow my whole sunday going to church um which nothing against that there's no problem with that i mean if if god is your God is your thing. Great. Much love. Um, where were we? 
Okay, later tweet, tweets read, Stop using my shooting for clout, bitch-ass dudes. Since when the fuck is it cool to joke about women getting shot? <laughs> which, is, which is not. It's not cool. It's not cool. If she really was shot, you know, again, these are all allegations. If she really was shot, that is horrifying. And Tory Lanez should probably go to jail for shooting somebody, especially his person he's supposed to be in love with. Uh, but, you know, innocent until proven guilty, baby. Uh, and when the motherfucker motherfucking facts came out, come out. Remember y'all, all y'all hoe ass favorite rappers that stood behind a dude that shot a female. <laughs> this is a great response, I gotta say, um, because what? I mean, is Tory Lanez and Drake like boys? Like, I don't get it. Is is that the whole thing? I don't I'm, see. I, I'm. I feel like I'm losing. T I can't keep track of all of this. When reached by Port, uh, Pitchfork, Megan Stallion's attorney, Alex Spiro, stated, despite the irrefutable evidence that Megan was a victim of gun violence, the ignorant continue, the ignorant continue to support her attacker. 21 Savage makes a more benign reference to Megan earlier in the album, echoing her song Savage and Rich Flex. In April this year, Megan Stelling spoke with Gail King on CBS Mornings to discuss the incident, saying she feared for her life when Lanes allegedly shot at her after screaming, Dance, bitch. See, that's that's awful. That that is a terrible thing. Like if he really was saying dance bitch and shooting at her feet and ended up clipping her feet, then fuck that dude. That dude should go to prison. If he didn't and he she's just making all this shit up, that bitch should go to prison. Now, again, innocent till proven guilty. So let's, you know, I'm not gonna jump to any conclusions. I don't want to say nothing. Uh, again, I think they did find bullets in, in Megan's foot. Let me confirm that. Did um, bullet fragments Meg Stallion foot. Uh, Sailing with, oh, they're in her feet, says. She still has bullet fragments in her feet. Medical report, page six. Uh, medical report, report from shooting details, bullet findings. So they did actually find some bullets in her feet. Doctors found three major bullet fragments in Megan Thee Stallion's feet after Tory Lanez allegedly shot her in 2020. In July 2020, a medical expert exclusively obtained by page six reviews. Police brought... The Savage Rapper, now 27, to Cedar sinai Center in Los Angeles on July 12, 2020, where she was admitted under a pseudonym. The, one, the report notes that she was alert, oriented, breathing comfortably at the time of her admission. She had a visible small wound to her posterior ankle. Um, no active bleeding prior to the more in-depth evaluation. Throughout the report, look at this is, oh my God. So this is bad. I'm sorry, guys. If you uh, if if you guys are weak stomached or or if you this is not for you, then look away. Then look away. Um, so throughout the report, Megan appeared to withhold information from several officials about the sustained uh, about how she sustained her injury. She first told authorities she was walking at a party and heard a loud noise and ran away. The medical report states, adding that she thought she had stepped on glass. That's horrible. That is so gross. 
the emergency no department noted Megan was asked repeatedly about her injuries, but she stated that she never heard a gunshot and initially did not even believe that there were bullets present. However, the report states that the initial x-ray appeared to show bullet fragments in both of her ankles. Jesus. Uh, Megan told Gail King CBS Morning earlier on Monday that she was initially didn't tell police that lane 29 allegedly shot her out of fear of for her life seeing as the incident occurred so soon after george floyd murder so she was afraid of calling cops because she thought cops were going to come and murder her and her then boyfriend um and she was uh she she wasn't having it so she made something up so that's why people are saying that she's lying right so she even said she he didn't get shot, but she was covering up. I, I feel like it was more like she was probably trying to cover up for her boyfriend than the whole George Floyd thing. I, I you know, I'm not trying to say that she wasn't afraid, but this woman has security all around her for the most part. I mean, except for tonight for that night, I guess. Um, I couldn't imagine you know her being a victim of that she's very rich and but you never know you never know there's always some some jerk out there willing to push the the boundaries of what's possible so in any case um you know if she was shot by tori then fuck that dude but she is lying fuck that dude <laughs> fuck that dude you know this one this dude right here so back to this um so yeah drake <laughs> so for whatever reason um for whatever reason drake is going after um after megan and that's that's just weird i don't know why um why go after him but hey whatever good for him so this leads us to our next story here, which is Drake, 21 Savage, Megan Thee Stallion, and more back to call to protect black art, ban use of rap lyrics in court. Now, if you guys don't know what you're ta we're talking about here, uh, there has been some cases where they actually use rappers' lyrics against them in the court of law because uh, sometimes they'll rap about the crimes they have committed. And uh, we can look into a list of, let's see, um, list of rappers that um, where were we? List of rappers. Oh, yeah. List of rappers that had lyrics court. Rap lyrics and tri on trial are altering careers of A-lister at rappers. Ten rappers whose lyrics were used in court. So here we go. Uh, ten rappers used in court from YNW, Melly, to Snoop Dogg. I don't know who YN Melly is, bro. <laughs> 6 9 which he was just 
runs his mouth all the time, but hey. Uh, when 6ix9ine played witness in his 2018 racketeering trial, he was granted the privilege to explain violent lyrics from his breakout single, single Gummo, including lines like, shoot at me, I'm shooting back, I'm getting bucks, I want to take his life, but that dude, fuck it. Uh, he claimed the track was simply directed at somebody who di I didn't get along with and served less than two years behind bars. Baba Shmurda, Shmurda, Baba Shmurda. Uh, following his arrest, Bobby Shmurda and his GS9 crew on weapons and conspiracy charges in 2014, there was speculation that lyrics from uh, Hot N-Word might be cited as evidence. For example, I've been selling crack since like fifth grade and Mitch caught a body about a week ago. The song wasn't referenced, but Bobby and Rowdy Rebel still served more than six years in prison. Uh, boozy. <laughs> dude, fucking Boozy badass is such a fucking funny dude. Back in 2012, Boozy was known as Lil Boozy. He was accused of... <laughs> he was accused of paying a man $2,800. Could you imagine that you needed money so badly... And you had such a disregard for humanity that $2,800 was just fine to kill somebody. How much you need? Eh, like three. How about $2,800? Yeah, that works. <laughs> like, boozy lowballed them. Like, that's such a weird number, too. Like, $2,800? Like, why not $2,500? Why not $3,000? Like, why is it $2,800? Like, he, it's like he specifically had a bill he need to pay off. Like, I got... I got a $2,800 car payment. I'm late on the payment. I got to get caught up or they're going to repo my shit. So just give me $2,800 and I'll murder somebody. Cool. Uh, he was accused of paying a man $2,800 to kill another man in Baton Rouge. Prose prosecutors called out a line heard on his song, 187. Any dude who ever tried to play me, they dead now. Plus the word murk and cake slang for murder and money. The judge ruled those specific words could be used as evidence, yet Boozy beat the case. Get it. Get it. Uh, Meek Mill. Meek Mill uh, caught a gun and drug conviction in 2008 and was on probation for his entire adult life until 2019. On a 2012 remix of Drake's The Ride, he rapped the following lyrics about a Philadelphia district attorney. The DA said she hate me, but I don't understand. When I was rocked a show uh, in front of 500,000 fans or 50,000 fans. I think that bitch races. She probably in the clan. She'd take her pain out on me, but she probably need a man. <laughs> well, she gave him a stern warning. When you're under supervision, you have to respect the judge, the prosecutor, the police. Mm, so there. So as you can see, there's tons of people who who've gotten kind you know gotten their words used against them, which you know at, at, at some point it's freedom of speech, but then at the other side of it, it's not freedom from you know consequence, which is the other side of freedom of speech is uh, there's consequences to it. And um, whether or not you think there should be consequences is not even part of the 
not even part of the equation because the thing about freedom of speech, it, yeah, it can be dangerous. It can be radical. It can be tyrannical. It can be all that stuff, man. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's the best way to keep people honest, in my opinion. So what's going on now is Drake, 21 Savage, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, and more back call to protect black art, ban use of rap lyrics in court. So we just went through a list of people who've gotten their lyrics used against them in the court law. And now these artists are sort of pulling together and they're trying to um, put a stop to that, which is, uh, again, I I'm kind of torn. But I'm going to go on the side of like, yeah, that's bullshit. You don't know what their intent was with that song. You can't prove that they were in the booth being like, yeah, I'm going to write about that time I killed, you know, whatever. And I'm going to say in a rap. You can't prove that's what they were talking about. It, it, that's why, like, to me, it doesn't, doesn't stick in my heart. I feel like it's kind of fucked up to use someone's lyrics against them. Even if they are like a mass murderer. You don't know where that inspiration come from. You can't prove that they were like, this is what I meant. When, and when they, all they can say is, bitch, I was just writing a song. So, Drake, 21 Savage, Megan The Stallion, Post Malone, Travis Scott, Willow, uh, Ash, Alicia Keys are more, oh, and more are among the artists who have signed an open letter calling for Sorry, guys. Calling on lawmakers nationwide to protect black art. The move first began as a petition earlier this year in response to the YSL indictment. And that's the Young Thug, Young Slime um, indictment that's going on currently with Young Thug and Gunna. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on with them right now. Um, so this is where it's starting to stem from. But this has been an issue for a while. Uh, the first move began as a petition earlier this year in response to the YSL indictment, which Young Thong and Gunnam were named with more than 64,000 signatures saying, uh, having been amassed in, uh, in the months since this week, the call to action was explained with the publication of an open letter in both the New York times and the Atlanta journal constitution. So this is, this is the, a post that's been going around. Um, and it was this, a f no, I think they're quoting something. Give me a second. Oh. Bro. For decades, a racial double standard has been employed against black and brown hip-hop artists by turning their creative versions visions against them in the court of law. 300 Electra Entertainment CEO Kevin Lyles, who started the original petition with Atlanta Music Group CEO Julie Greenwald, back in June, said on Tuesday, enough is enough. If prosecutors are unwilling to end this practice on their own, then laws need to be passed that end the, this flagrant abuse. Other artists backing the call include 2 Chains, Big Sean, Busta Rhymes, Christina Aguilar, Coldplay, DJ Khalid, Fat Joe, Future, Hit Boy, I Don't Know, I Don't Know, Jay, Cole, Jack Harlow, Lainey Wilson, Little Uzi Vert, yeah, yeah, yeah. Companies including WMG, Sony, Warner Music Group, Sony Music Group, Universal Music Group, BMG, Quality Control, and others have added their names to the letter. Uh, art on Trial. 
and this is all signed by these companies here so you can see this yep and this is all the signatures that are signed by all the artists and here's what the caption says here Fucking yawns. For many months now, we have been leading the crucial fight to Project Black Art. In June, I invited you to add a voice to the petition, and the response was incredible. Today, we're taking another step in this important battle by publishing an open letter in New York Times and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, that has been signed by over a hundred amazing artists, songwriters, music companies, streaming services, legal experts, and civil rights organizations. This movement is a response to the alarming trend w where U.S. prosecutors use artists' creative expression against them in the criminal case. Lyrics from rappers like Young Thug and Gunna should not be treated as confessions. I stand with these artists. The letter encourages legislators at the state and federal level to take action as some already have done California uh, Governor Newsom recently signed a bill in the law and there are bills currently under consideration in New York and New Jersey as well as the RAP Restoring Artistic Protection Act included in the U.S. Congress but there is much much more work to be done read the full article in the open letter here so th that's what's going on with them they, they just okay It is fucked up. It is fucked up to how you're going to try to prove what their true intentions were. It, it, it's silly to me. So I'm with this. And, and I'm not someone who likes soft on crime issues. But, you know, there, there's, a, so there's a lot of... So with that said, you know, with, with, this, um, with this idea of, you know, there's a lot of rappers that are getting arrested or getting shot and and when what we're finding with you know takeoff is that it started a whole discussion on this and we're going to watch a dj academics video that uh, samo sent over to me which uh which thank you samo for sending that over it, it did help clarify some you know some things so we'll get into that but first let's kind of go into the story here um with uh Uh, okay, that's the, that's not it. Where is it? So, a lot's been going on with this whole takeoff situation. Um, I wish I could find just the regular... I just want the regular article first. What's up, Saucy? Need a plug. For your phone? So, if you guys haven't heard, Takeoff uh, 
So we'll just go with this one. So uh, if you guys don't know the story, we'll read through the story, and then we'll kind of go through some things that are coming up out of the story. Um, yeah. So Tankoff, member of rap group Migos, fatally shot outside private party in Houston, police say. Um, Takeoff, who was one-third of the platinum-selling rap group Migos, was shot and killed early Tuesday in Houston, Texas. Authorities said he was 28. Yeah, stuff's been crazy down in Houston. <sighs> Yo, it's wild. And what's up, Scon? Welcome in. Good to see you, friend. Uh, birthday buddy. Um, yeah, no, the, it's been crazy. It really has been crazy. Uh, police received a call of a shooting in progress around 2.34 a.m. local time. Houston Police Department Chief Troy Finner said at the news conference Tuesday, officers arrived at 810 Billiards and Bowling. Is that a fucking bowling alley? You imagine, like, I'm fucking dying outside of a bowling alley? Like, I fucking, and Migos, I, I like Migos a lot, and you know, they're like my, they're not my favorite, but I really do like Migos, the, I, I work out the Migos often, because it just gives me some fucking hype, um, but it, it, it was sad, man, like it really was sad, trying to shoot this video for TikTok was hard for me, um, I know, I know, feel bad for me guys, because I felt bad about someone dying, uh, but no, it really is, it really was just a... It really was sad. I mean, dude's 28, and it, it, it's fucking it's sad, man. And, and then to hear about how peaceful of a human being he was and how he wasn't really about that life is really, it, it is really sad. And it's really, it's really, it's an interesting conversation that's happening now that this is leading to. Um, two other people a 23 year old man and a 24 year old woman were also injured in the shooting and took themselves to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries said sergeant michael arrington with police department's homicide division employees told police an argument took place after the party ended when a large group of people gathered at the front of the door area outside of the building which led to the shooting at least 40 people were at the scene at the time of the shooting a lot of people that were there fled the scene and did not stick around to give a statement arrington said finner identified the deceased man as takeoff of the rap group migos i got many calls from houston and outside of houston and everyone spoke of what a great young man he is how peaceful he is what a great artist he is finner said later adding that takeoff was a very well respected and non-violent he was very well respected and non-violent which is the saddest thing ever uh, I would not expect him to be involved. We have no reason to believe that he was involved in anything criminal at the time. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner said that they had met with Takeoff's mother. It doesn't matter how famous you are. You may not be famous at all, Turner said. Anybody who loses their his or her life is a life loss, and there are family members and friends who are grieving as a result. So here's, uh, it looks like CNN is sort of, covering this whole thing that's going on hip-hop community reacts to takeoff's death the news of takeoff's death was a blow to the hip-hop community still recovering from the fatal shooting of rapper pnb rock in september which is I mean, just ridiculous stars took to social media tuesday to pay tribute and express their condolences over the death of takeoff gucci main who recently collaborated with takeoff on the track us vs them wrote on instagram they broke my heart upon this broke my heart, and which is, it did. It, this is heartbreaking. It really is. Um, 
this is horrible from tragedy of death to the tragedy of being a video of it online actress kiki palmer shared on instagram referring to the video that appears to show the deceased rapper in the moments after he was shot it's all just tragic and i'm so very sorry his whole family had to uh, and all he touched it, it is terrible the, I, I watched the video there's several videos of it from different angles and we're not going to watch anything like that uh, we're not going to we're not going to perpetuate that um but it, it's terrible it really is um and you know there's more information coming out more videos coming out where they are showing that Quavo who is his uncle, which is who uh, it's Takeoff's uncle and bandmate from Migos, Quavo was actually in a heated argument. Now uh, there was there was a, there was rumors saying that Quavo and Takeoff were trying to mediate an argument, but it looks like the argument was involved involved Quavo, and uh, Quavo did try walking away, but uh, someone started swinging. People stood up. People drew guns, and then. Unfortunately, uh, takeoff was shot twice in the head. Which is horrible. Fucking terrible, man. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of people who've been upset about everyone sharing the actual incident online. And they're like, man, you know, this is just perpetuating violence. And then there's other people who are saying maybe the music perpetuates the violence. Maybe the culture and the music itself is perpetuating violence. And uh, you know, again, I'm Mexican. I don't, I, I don't know the experience of. I don't know the black experience. I'm not going to pretend to know. So I, I, I have no idea what it's like to be, you know, in that position your whole life. You know, so. Um, I'm only going off of what people are saying and, uh, I, you know, I'm not saying that's what it is, but this is what people are saying that the culture breeds violence. Some people say that it's exterior motives of, you know, of, of you know, 500 years of oppression and, um, you know, uh, uh, so there's just different blames. It seems like there's different camps who want to have different blaming, blame different things. So. We'll get into this. We'll get into this. Rapper Ja Rule aired his grievance about takeoff violent death on Twitter, writing, this shit has to stop. Sending love to families and friends. And it's true. It does have to stop. The fact that there was no criminal act. Like, these guys didn't have anything. They weren't doing any crimes. They were just celebrating a birthday. And, and then some real-ass gangsters came up in there, and that's what was happening. Uh, and they were shooting dice. They said they were shooting dice, but then there's rumors. There's people saying they weren't shooting dice and that takeoff was losing like $7,000. But those seem to be rumors too. So there's a lot of rumors flying around right now. Um, take out, um, uh, Migos bursting. Okay. So we, we don't need to know about, um, Migos and bursting on the scene. But so, you know, there's a new video that's out that shows that the there's an armed man, and they're looking for this guy. He has the gun here. Um, I'm not going to show the video because I don't want to do that, but this is Quavo arguing with whoever. And then this is somebody who's happy, uh, helping uh, take off after he's been shot. And this is terrible. It really is terrible. But 
again, now this is leading to a bigger conversation. And, and instead of going into whose fault this is, I thought this is probably a better time, a better time to have this conversation about, uh, you know, hip hop community and what it means and um, how people are taking this. So there's a couple different takes I want to go over. Um, first, I want to go over academics who is saying that um, takeoff's death academic slams hip hop. Hypocrites street poisoned our culture. This is what he's saying. Street poisoned our culture. DJ Academics is calling out anyone defending today's hip-hop culture on the heels of takeoff slain because he says the culture's adopted too many street ethos. AK went live on Twitch for over three hours Wednesday morning going over key facts in the Houston case, identifying people on the scene and venting his overall frustration with the culture. Um, he grew particularly emotional when folks in his chats floated the idea the streets might retaliate against him for his research into kill into the killing that set him off. AK screamed at the top of his lungs against what he feels hip hop culture has become. AK, uh, AK cited a controversial blogger, Charleston White, which <laughs> Woo, he has been talking, boy. Uh, <laughs> agreeing that criminality in hip-hop culture needed to be flushed and most rappers are going are doing dumb things with their spare time. So let's, let's check out this video for a little bit. This is his stream. But there's a... there's a. So let's go check out the video that actually... Uh, here it is. So here's the video he, he released on YouTube, sort of distilling down that whole idea of what we we're just talking about. So we'll watch this for a little bit. Check it out now. Well, goddammit, people. Now, in the most interesting and unfortunate turn of events, um, we all know that Takeoff died from a straight bullet when there was an argument that initially started from the aftermath of a dice game that turned into other things. We now know that Quavo tried to walk away, and when he tried to walk away, someone tried to swing on him. People then pulled out weapons, gunshots were traded, and yes, if you don't know, there were two other people hit, one woman and one man, but we're getting information from the coroner who has done their investigative, you know, everything they need to do with the body. They're saying that takeoff was shot in the head and in the torso, okay? Now they're saying they're done with pretty much everything they need to do with the body. It's not that complicated. It's a simple shooting, and they're saying that his body could be picked up for funeral arrangements. However, they are basically saying that the primary cause of death is penetrating gun wounds to the head and torso into the arm. Now, if you guys don't know the narrative behind this, it's supposedly said that while gunshots were fired, Takeoff, who was jumping into a possible situation because Quavo has just, got, just got punched on or somebody was swinging on him, he then was pretty much in no man's land, kind of in the middle of where gunshots were being fired. Somebody pulled out a gun, and that errant bullet basically then struck him in the head. I hear you. It's fucking, it's awful. It's so awful. He was killed up on impact, and before he could even fall to the ground, he also got shot again. Man, this is such a sad story. You know, we're all mourning the death of Takeoff. And the more I find out more information about this, y'all can watch my live stream I did on YouTube and Twitch. Um, the more you find out information about this, you realize this was some stupid stuff, man. And what I mean by that, it might have been friendly fire. It might have also just been a case of dudes that just don't know how to aim. Also, alcohol. So he's referring to uh, Joss Prince, um, who is uh, who was birthday. They were celebrating. He's part of the Prince family in Houston, who is like hip hop royalty down there. And there's uh, they're saying that uh, it might have been the Prince folks who may have done a friendly fire, and that's who they were celebrating with. And be in in the in the fog of war 
or in the, in the heat of the moment, you know, just a friendly fire took them out. So that's one of the that's one of the ideas that are floating out out, out there about this. Drugs, ego, all of these things add into the situation. But unfortunately, they always say, and they, they've always said the saying, bullets ain't got no name. So that one bullet who that wasn't aimed for takeoff, unfortunately, ended up killing him, and he got hit multiple times. I send prayers for everybody involved. I guarantee you that this won't be any positive outcome. When I hear the whole narrative from the night, these were a couple groups of men that were supposed to all be on the same page that went out. They had, of course, women around, and of course, liquor and drugs. And of course, out of male ego and competition, you know, people were going back and forth, you know, just tit for tat in terms of talking ish. And that later ended up with people being outside after the venue was closed. People started getting a little bit more spicy. People started talking about basketball, then fighting. And then ultimately, unfortunately, guns got pulled. And everybody who was intended for the shooting didn't get hit. It was only the people who were the bystanders. We've heard that so much times before. I also want to just put out this narrative and I want to really make this be known. This ain't got nothing to do with rap music. Because that dice game, that event, that the personnel that were there is all street stuff, okay? So I hate when rappers say, oh, this is proof that rap is the most dangerous profession. No, it's the culture surrounding rap. It's a bunch of street stuff going on. Where if you're in an environment and you're a millionaire, yo, Takeoff and Quavo could have went and gambled in Vegas. And they would have had the utmost of security there and the bestest of time. This type of ghetto nonsense ain't happening. And, you know, he's speaking on this. Uh, he's speaking on, like, why... Why do millionaires go and start hanging out and doing street bullshit? Um, the old adage, I guess, is that you can take the you can take the man out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the man. Uh, I've, I I grew up half in the hood, and um, you know that mentality. I, I never had to go full that full. Uh, uh, I didn't have to be, you know, fully. Um, acclimated to my environment. I was shipped out to other schools. I just lived there. So I didn't have, you know, face-to-face -face contact with the people who were going to school or stuff. But, you know, our cars were stolen, shootings, you know, you hear gunshots, getting down, all that good stuff. Not good stuff. It's horrible. It's traumatizing. But as a kid, you don't really know what's going on. You're just, this is just a part of your life. So that is always a part of you, that trauma. Um, and I, I, I know from just the Vegas, the Vegas, not like Las Vegas, but the Vegas notion, just as someone who's lived there and known what that kind of let life can be. Uh, not that I've ever been in gang activity, but I've done dumb things where I'm hanging out with, with gangsters. <laughs> Teehee. Uh, but I'm not a gang. I, would, I was never, I didn't, ha I, I don't have the, I don't know. <laughs> look at me do i do i look like i'm a gangster no not at all uh so i i'm i, I dig what academics is saying here and i want to also go and get charleston white's view on all this and and it's all kind of this this show is all kind of tying together here it's very interesting because on one hand you know we're going to cover yay Ye, and yay's been sort of calling out the jewish folks and i think in in a wrong way He's, I don't agree with what he's saying, but I do see what he's saying in the idea that he is controlled by, I'm not going to say Jews, but like white people. Basically, there's people who encourage 
this kind of behavior by funding it and by putting it out there and it, it almost encourages people but then there's other people who are saying like no one told you to write about killing people and selling drugs and fucking bitches it's like uh you know that that's your own personal responsibility it doesn't mean it's not their fault that they're making money off of you because because you're talking about killing your neighbor uh it, it, they're just business people businessmen right uh <laughs> That's what that's what Kanye started calling them businessmen, and and it's wrong to say it's a whole group of Jewish people. It's it's not a cabal of Jewish people who are who are like yes, this will kill you know them or this is oh, we'll fuck Kanye this way, but it is some bad bad actors who happen to be Jewish that fucked him over in the past, and he just took that and ran with it as just you know I'm gonna call it the Jewish media and all this stuff. Um, which, again, you know, that kind of rhetoric is how people started getting rounded up in World War II. So it's very dangerous rhetoric, um, especially in a time of, of volatile, uh, you know, are the time, we are in volatile times where people are looking for answers. They're so easily uh, willing to glom on to uh, these wild ideas. And, and, and you know, when, the, when people become downtrodden and... Um, they they look to see who they could blame for why we're here. You know, we we can always blame the white people. We can start blaming the Jews. We can start blaming the Mexicans. How many times have we started hearing the Mex? It's the Mexicans taking their gerbs. You know, it's it, it's 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 the welfare queens. You know, all this shit, right? Like we're always looking for a way to blame somebody for our 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 current situation, and um, you know. That's uh, it's very easy for people to sort of glom onto these ideas that it's you know it's the Mexicans or it's the Jews or it's the blacks or it's the whites or it's the it's the brown whatever it is it's the yellow whatever you know it's the purple people it's it's the gays it's the trans it's the this you know it's like it's always someone else's fault and I feel like it you know. It's just, it's just what happens when when times are tough. You know, people are people are just vulnerable to these crazy like um, idea worms, and idea viruses. So, anyways, let's let's continue with uh, academics video. But what is it? As rappers and people have embraced street cultures, black culture, people also assume that you're going to be a famous rapper and go anywhere and just be in a dice game and have arguments with dudes who are all from a certain environment and nothing's going to happen. This ain't got nothing to do with hip-hop. This ain't got nothing to do with music or rap. This got to do with the personnel that were there. You got a bunch of dudes who are street dudes who are there who don't like argument. And let me just tell you something about, you know, unfortunately, this is a fact about our culture. We don't know how to deal with resolving issues, de-escalating stuff. I also talked about the people that I was with Takeoff and Quavo. They're not real security. You know what homie security don't know how to do? De-escalate. Yo, <laughs> Let me just remove one person. <laughs> the homie security does not know how to escalate. I can I can assure you that. Being in some situations where we did have homies kind of doing security, shit escalates real fast. <laughs> From the situation that we don't get to the guns. And by the way, I know that takeoff uh, Quavo trying to walk away, but when you have the homies around, they only know one one gear. Go. Unfortunately, this is what happens when you put a bunch of hood niggas in a room. Dudes getting, some getting legal money, some getting street money, some getting rap money. This ain't rap. This is a culture that we've all embraced. This is a culture that we all promote. This is a culture we all act like it's cool when we hear it on the songs. This is what happens. And unfortunately, we're sitting here trying to pick up the pieces, trying to make sense of another senseless murder. Rest in peace to take off. Um, 
the more we find out about the situation, we just get to realize, again, he probably had the worst luck of anybody that day. Yeah. Which, again, life somewhat and living is a gamble, right? Get out of guys like them, subscribe. And fucking, it's, it's fucking terrible, man. It's fucking terrible. Like, it, it really did bug me, man. Like, it really did choke me up. I was trying to record a video for TikTok and and uh you know report on this and like i'm usually on my tiktok i'm like what's up dog? and like i just couldn't put that kind of energy behind it and uh, it's terrible it's fucking terrible man like and the and what sucks is and, and another point that kind of gets brought up is like there's no other there's no other genre of music you don't have a bunch of country stars shooting each other or getting killed like this you don't have a bunch of pop stars out there, which rap is pop. Uh, you don't have a bunch of like EDM DJs out there, you know, killing each other and, and having beef like this. And and um, there, is, you know, there is a lot of evidence that the, the you know this is breeded within a culture. Um, again, I'm not saying that. This is just what I'm reporting. What I'm hearing. So. Let's go. I, I want to find a. Hold on. Let's see. So you guys don't have to see my messiness. Um, there. I don't know. If, have you guys ever heard of Thomas Sowell? He is a. He is an economist, I believe, but he's a very, very intelligent man. Um, he's a black social commentator, economist. Shit, that's not what I wanted to do. The problem is. It's really weird because they rented out the whole bowling alley and was a private event. So me and Sherlock Holmes both agree that this was all friendly fire. Oh, shit, because they were all there, right? They were, okay, so it was, damn, Samo, thank you for coming in with that because that, that, that makes more sense. And that does push that because it was a private party. The whole place was rented out. So everyone there was supposedly friends of who was the guest, you know? That's a good point, Sam. Well, thank you so much for busting up in here with that. And that's great. That's a, I mean, not great, but I mean, you know, that clarifies a little more. Um, there's some things that kind of upset me that everyone accepted. They're, they got shot in a dice game and everybody's like, okay, yeah, cool. They ran, yeah, yeah, right? Because there is some other stuff that that's coming out now that it's like it wasn't fully about all that. I, you know, there's a bunch of stuff coming out right now. Lots of different takes on this. You should. You just can't be a good person. It doesn't work like that. Take it from your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what good. See what. See what happened there. See what. Uh, see what came of that situation. Um, Jesus was a gangster too, right? He was running around with prostitutes and criminals. Shit. Jesus was out there fucking fucking gang gang bitches. Okay. So I, I need to go through my library because I was watching a video. And that video we just watched actually was sent in by Samo. So thank you, Samo, for sending that in. Um uh Jesus Christ was <laughs> Jesus Christ was for the streets, bitch. <laughs> By the way, Samo is going to be on the podcast coming up here in November 18th. November 18th, Samo will be on the show. So if you guys 
wants more salty comment salt salty social commentary come through and he also has his own twitch channel which y'all should go check out too give some love to my boy samo uh friend of the show and and i feel like we're friends now we've we've we sent enough uh texts and stuff back and forth now that i, I could say samo is my friend and if we were in the same vicinity i would make sure to go and be like i gotta go see my boy samo so i would go kick it with samo so uh, okay, so um, where were we? So, I, oh yeah, I was looking for that video I was watching the other day. Why is that dryer fucking timer on? Why, who put that on? Who keeps putting that on? I hate that fucking sound. It's like, ugh. It's like the uh, it's like the alarm on the iPhone. Eddie Brown Music! What's up, buddy? Welcome in, welcome in. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to get a shout-out for Eddie. Eddie is a music streamer. Y'all should be hanging out with, too. Go get yourself some Eddie. Go get some Eddies. Okay, I, I'm trying to find this one video. I wish I would have gotten it out, but... Where is it? The... Why is this so hard? Oh, God, no. We don't need that. Um, here we go. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Here it is. Okay. So, I wanted to... I wanted to go into... Sort of the idea. So, we were kind of talking about... You know, right now there's this movement to um, remove lyrics, rap lyrics out of court cases. And this was, you know, like we covered, you know, Drake and Megan Thee Stallion, 21 Savage, Post Malone. There's so many uh, hip hop artists right now who are trying to make it so you can't use hip rap lyrics against somebody who's, you know, uh, being indicted or on this you know um, facing jail time um and and yeah that, that i think that's great and uh but but it does sort of insulate the culture right it does sort of insulate it and make it so it's like it does in a way it kind of does perpetuate the ability for people to sort of keep uh saying violent things and, and espousing violent things in their music and Again, I'm not saying anything. I love hip-hop music. I love clean hip-hop music. I love fucking gangster rap. I fucking, you know, like all, of, there's a spectrum of it. And I like it all. It all moves me. Even if I can't directly relate with shooting guns and prostituting bitches and shit, you know, or whatever the situation, whatever it is, you know, like it's not all that. But there is something that's uh, visceral and attractive about that music that, you know, that, that just, it hits, it hits people of all shapes and sizes and shades and colors. So I want to turn this over to, uh, uh, economist Thomas oh, Sowell. Like and, um, I wanted to, I'm not sure if this is the right video, so I want to make sure this is, um, so Thomas Sowell has sort of the same idea as academics does. He he does think it sort of breeds a, the culture breeds, you know, violence and such. Um, 
So let me see. Right over here. Uh, let me see where we're at here, because South back as well. That in the time this, this uh, mental testing in the First World War turned up among other things the fact that uh, whites from various oh, four or five southern states scored lower on the mental test than than blacks from four or five northern states, and so it really was a question of the subculture that was there, which was a handicap to both. I could go on for days about the social degeneration, but let me give you just one quick example. When I grew up in Harlem in the 40s and 50s, I never heard a gunshot. Now, I'm sure someone fired a gun somewhere in Harlem, but it was not such a pervasive thing that you had to hear it. You know, uh, I have relatives in Washington. I asked them the same question, people in my generation. Growing up in did, Washington, D.C. Yes, in low-income uh, black neighborhoods. Did you ever hear a gunshot when you were growing up? And the answer was no. I have relatives in North Carolina. I asked the same question. No. And now, uh, you know, people in housing projects especially, they put kids, some of them, uh, to bed in bathtubs so that they won't be hit by stray bullets in the night. Uh, now we take it for granted that there's crimes, tremendous levels of crime and violence uh, in the black community. That was not always the case. In the 20s, it was very common for white celebrities, including George Gershwin and William Faulkner, to go up to Harlem, not only for entertainment places, but to go into private homes of kid, people they knew. Uh, and Gershwin played Rhapsody in Blue and, 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 and this, this home where, where Walter White lived. Uh, Milton Friedman, when he was a graduate student at, at Columbia, he and the lady he later married would go dancing at the Savoy Ballroom in Harlem. Stomping at the Savoy. No fear of being uh, mugged or accosted on the street or anything like that. You've told, I've heard you say, Tom, when you were a boy growing up in Harlem yourself, mm -hmm. your own neighborhood felt totally safe to you. Not, not totally safe to you. I, I wouldn't exaggerate, but it's <laughs> nothing resembling today. I mean, I did sleep on hot, hot nights. I would sleep out on the fire escape. When I tell people in Harlem that today, they, they think I'm, I'm, I'm from another galaxy. You know, but the people I don't know. Is this slept the... in, in, uh, on the fire escapes uh, in New York and in the public parks it's in crazy. the 30s all over the city because, because it was not like, it was not a jungle. You could run through a great number of other things. Uh, children raised without, without two parents present. That was about... I take responsibility. <laughs> white liberals. I take Watch out for the white liberals, friends. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets, killed in their own homes. These are our brothers and sisters, our friends, our family. We are done watching them die. How do you define a white liberal? Those kinds of people who have the kinds of attitudes that are called liberal in the United States, although the word is misused, those people have created an atmosphere in which um, these counterproductive cultures are to be celebrated, perpetuated, uh, and the consequences overlooked. It reminds me of a scene in the Blue Max where this general is encouraging this daredevil pilot to do all kinds of wild stunts, you see, knowing that the guy's going to kill himself if he keeps doing this, and therefore the general will be rid of a, uh, of a political problem. Uh, now, I don't think that the, the white liberals are, are doing this deliberately, but I think the net results are the same. They are cheering blacks on and doing things that are absolutely self-destructive. One of the things I discovered in the research for my, for my book I'm currently working on is that leader... I'm not sure if this is the right video, guys, so I'm... I'm uh... I, I thought he was talking about hip hop. Like a, he, he has a specific thing on hip hop, and I'm not. I don't want to dunk on. Oh, awesome, Eddie! I'm glad you got the hat. Hell yeah, fucking a, brother! Thank you so much for supporting, man. I really appreciate you. Uh, I'm not trying to. I I'm not trying to dunk on black folks at all. Okay, man, fucking Mexicans. We have our own problems with violence and shit. <laughs> but like a whole fucking like a whole country that's just overran by violent criminals <laughs> that's spilling over into America constantly but um 
you know, I'm just going, I'm just trying to pinpoint in what the conversation is and what people are kind of talking about right now. In lieu of all these slayings of young rappers, I mean, again, fucking tragedy, bro. Like, it was, it hit me hard. And I ain't even like the biggest Migos fan, right? Like I said, I fucking work out to them sometimes and it gets me hype as fuck. It's just, it's hype music. It gets me going. I, I like it for that. But it just, for whatever reason, it's just, it's just the youth. He's so fucking young. And to find out he's like this nonviolent, peaceful human being. And it's just getting caught up in some bullshit. Like, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. As a father, if that was my boy, like, oh, my God. It's horrifying, man. It's horrifying. It's fucking me up right now. Here's of groups that are lagging in countries around the world uh, almost invariably have counterproductive policies for them. And it makes perfect sense. Because insofar as members of lagging groups assimilate into the values and uh, achievements of the larger society, uh, they don't need those leaders. I mean, there's no, there's no mystery to me as to why Jesse Jackson says what he does or Al Sharpton and others, because that benefits them, but it does not benefit the people they lead. And all the incentives are for, are for leaders to lead people uh, into things that, that don't help the people, but help the leaders. What, you, you, you'd create See, an, I'm not trying, to, I'm not trying to dunk on Jesse, Jesse Jackson, right? <laughs> just, we're moving on here. Let me, the Americans today, black the rednecks, who are they? These would be blacks who came out of the Southern culture. And who- all right, we're not, we're not doing that. Hold on, where is, is it this one? Okay, let's see what's up. With German women. And Flynn discovered that those children growing up in Germany showed no IQ differences at all. The, the, the black kids and the white kids, the same. Professor Flynn concluded that the reason was that the offspring of black soldiers in Germany grew up in a nation with no black subculture. Yeah. Close quote. Which means what? Which means they experienced exactly the same expectations. Is this the thing? No, no, no. The expectations are external. The culture in which they grew up with was, was not the culture in which black kids grew up in America today. So they have no gangster rap. All right, so there we have uh, Thomas Sowell's perspective as it pertains to Professor Flynn's study, which examined how black and white soldiers within the context of World War II had children with German women and the outcome within the context of those children growing up in Germany was the same whether they were white or whether they were black which should be obvious right there's been this fucking incredibly racist horrifying uh notion that that somehow black people are are less intelligent or 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 inanely more violent and shit and and uh this is where sociology kind of does come into play um i'm i'm i haven't watched this i I didn't know that he was going to be fucking doing this. So we'll, we'll listen to this guy talk a little bit. Now, of course, the natural question arises. Why aren't those outcomes the same within the context of America? And of course, we have Thomas Sowell's brilliant and or sophisticated analysis that simple. There's not gangster rap music found within the context of Germany, which would hinder or impact the psyche of young African-Americans, which it does within the context of America. So therefore, Thomas Sowell takes the position of blame it on gangster rap music. Now we have to 
assess which which is kind of like that that's 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 that doesn't ring right to my ears right maybe it's because i'm a light-skinned liberal but uh but but it, it just doesn't sound right to me when you when we're gonna be like it's gangster rap that's making all the crime and stuff that, there's more to that i think than that it's not just gangster rap and i don't think thomas soul thinks that either moving judgment what is that yeah we got we're getting down to it oh you gotta is that your new emote a moving a moving sherlock <laughs> nice or is that an old one? Oh, it's a oh it's a it's a bit it's a bit emo tight this issue at a deeper and more nuanced level gangster rap music didn't emerge from the invisible sky somewhere in fact it emerged within the context of the 1980s while simultaneously the war on drugs was also further perpetuated within the context of the 1980s under the Reagan administration. The proven, proven racist, inten intentionally racist drug war. The war on drugs. It's proven. Fucking Nixon said it. Bitch-ass Nixon said it. It's proven now that that was indeed set to disrupt uh, uh, movements within the black community. It was it, it was intentional. It was intentional, like the Black Panthers. That's they they, they went in. They were afraid. They were afraid of young cult, counterculture. They, they it frightened the shit out of them, and they did everything they could. It probably introduced crack into the fucking neighborhood. But probably who? Cause who? Who's inventing crack? I don't know. Who's sitting around inventing crack? Like I. I was never able to, to fucking cook up crack. I was terrible at cooking crack. I could never do it. I could never get the ratio right. I even listened to the Biggie song. I can't do it. I don't, I don't got the rate. I Googled it. I could never get it to rock. I mean, I, I'm not saying. I don't know. It, it's just weird, right? Like, who just sits around thinking of how to fucking make, make it the most addictive and horrible way to do it? I don't know, man. It, it, I, anyways, we won't go. On, we won't. We won't pursue that. But let's move on. Especially as it pertains to taking a hawkish approach when it comes to nonviolent offenses. Now, do you think that that hawkish approach, especially in regards to more policing in impoverished areas such as that of Los Angeles, Detroit, Chicago? and numerous other places that that hawkish approach to especially being hawkish towards nonviolent offenses simultaneously with over policing in those specific areas that I just outlined that perhaps there was conflict that emerged between the black underclass and or the police that often corresponded in issues pertaining to excessive force or in other words, police brutality. Even before the Rodney King incident was ever made visual. Of course. Hence the reason from those cultural experiences within the context of those impoverished areas emerged a cultural phenomena 
that outlined, fuck the police. Hmm. Not that every single police officer is corrupt or that every single police officer approaches a situation looking to engage in excessive force. No, it's that there's certain police officers within the context of American policing that have taken a hawkish approach, especially as it pertains to honing in on nonviolent offenses, which is often corresponded in conflict between the black underclass and or the police. But of course, that analysis and that social environment and that context is utterly ignored and or dismissed. In Germany, that's not happening within the context of their social environment. But that is happening within the context of the American social environment, especially as it pertains to places that I just outlined. Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, and we can go on and on where these issues continue to fester and in many ways still haven't been resolved. Not at all. Of course, we on the left have been pushing towards legalizing certain drugs, especially marijuana, that can help combat that issue. But of course, that's the analysis that's often ignored and or dismissed. So actual solutions are dismissed and instead the approach is what Thomas Sowell just laid out. Blame it on gangster rap music. But let's take a look at the full context of this clip. In Intellectuals and Race, you cite an observation by the intelligence expert, IQ scientist, James Flynn, that just stopped me cold. After the Second World War, you've got large numbers of, of American troops remaining in Germany. For that matter, there's still several tens of thousands there today. And both black and white American soldiers had children with German women. And Flynn discovered that those children growing up in Germany showed no IQ differences at all. Duh. The, the, the black kids and the white kids, the same. Professor Kling concluded that the reason was that the offspring of black soldiers in Germany grew up in a nation with no black subculture. Yeah. Close quote. Which means what? Which means they experienced exactly the same expectations. Is this the thing? No, no, no. The expectations are external. The culture in which they grew up with was, was not the culture in which black kids grew up in America today. So they had There's no gangster rap. In, uh, that, that was pervasively uh, uh, available in Germany. I wish they would show more about that. I, but see, I wish you would go, like, I would like to see that more in depth because Here's somebody's analysis of it. Little Wayne. I'm Black Lives Matter. Here we go. Wait, but that's just like... Is that all we get? We just get this little short thing here? You say, in Intellectuals and Race, you cite an observation by the intelligence expert, IQ science, that those children growing up in Germany mm. showed no yeah, IQ they, So they had- There's no gangster rap. Thing about black subculture in America today, mm. 
that holds African-Americans themselves back? Yes. Hmm. So that's just his opinion. That's just... There is something about black subculture in America today that holds African-Americans themselves back? Yes. Um, I want to hear an argument against that. What, we need an argument against this because there's something that just doesn't sit right with me to just say it's gangster rap and subculture. I mean, because there's so much more when you're looking at impoverished neighborhoods and you have a history of redlining, you have history of, of uh, just our American history here. And I'm sure this is hard for people to understand if you're not from America. Uh, but we, we just have this, you know, this insane a way that we've been handling race in our country and where we just keep uh, subjugating folks to or relegating folks to a certain part of the neighborhood where we're going to just completely ignore it, let it fall apart. It basically rules itself. And the only time that we're going to go in there is to just collect tax revenue and, 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 and arrest and, you know, brutalize or, or harass the, the, the residents there and you know you have uh, there's fucking neighbor south chicago has been south chicago for like 80 years man 80 like it's maybe even longer like it's been like a rough place to be for years and it's and it's not just because black people were initially violent it's like they've had to deal with so much like poor people especially poor people especially poor people of color just eating so much shit. I mean, poor, crumbling schools and, and, and just crumbling neighborhoods. There's there's blight all around, people on drugs. It's 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 not easy, man. I, I fucking South Toledo here. It's been the same neighborhood for fucking 50 years. It's been a shit neighborhood. Shootings and robberies all the fucking time. It's... it's 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 very blatant that we have ignored and just moved on without without bringing the rest of the neighborhood with us bringing the whole city now is that by design is that by uh or is it something that was initially by design but just sort of got over the years just got ignored because it's easier to just ignore the situation than it is to sort to go in and fix it and like really go in and and put money where it should be, you know, and, and build up communities and build up, uh, you know, schools and, and start community centers. And, and obviously, I'm just putting out these blanket statements, but there is more to it. Barack Obama did this shit. This is what Barack Obama did in, in Chicago was uh, community building. And uh, I mean, he was great at it. I mean, I don't know how great of a president he was. I mean, I liked him, but, but he did a lot of terrible shit, too. But, you know, he, he came from that that mentality, trying to fix a neighborhood. In uh, But it's a big job. And with all the money we're sending over to Ukraine, you know, like nothing against the Ukrainians, you know, much love. I hope all things work out. But we have a lot of shit going on here that's fucking that's fucked up and we're sending what 60 billion dollars or something i don't know we have so much problems here and we are worried about we are worried about protecting <laughs> a small group of people's energy source and 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 money and it's basically all we're doing over there is just protecting people's money and their interest uh which sucks but you know 
it, it sucks that the Ukrainian people, it, it's like the it's, war is that, right? War is just the casualties of people protecting their money. It's fucking horrible. Um, so I want to go now to a Charleston white who he says things in a, a he puts it in a very different way. Um, but he's, I think he's essentially saying the same shit. Uh, I think I sent it over. Let me see, let me see if I can find it. I, I, I should have had all this shit together, but you know. Oh, yeah. I have it over here. It's in my ticket. Okay, so this may or may not get us in trouble. Um, so Kanye just posted this video this morning, and I saw this yesterday, and I liked it yesterday. And, um, oh, wait, no, that's not the one I wanted to do. This one, this one. Uh, Kanye posted this one, but this is the one. We'll, we're going to watch this one later. This is the one that uh, I'm referring to because this guy... He's talking about how, oh, and here's the Kanye thing. We'll watch that too, because that was really hype. It was a really good video. So we'll watch this and then we'll kind of go into it afterwards. Um, you know, we obviously blame the rapper, but we ignore who's behind the rapper. And Nobody. It's the white man. No, you're goddamn lie. No, it's the white man. No, 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 no. Listen, when you show up to my record label with your killing nigga music, I ain't behind what you wrote. The white man is for sure. You wrote him before you got here. And you just gave a million for it. But but you wrote it. But, you but, but listen, I'm a listen, listen, brother, brother. I'm a businessman. Right. I ain't got nothing to do with what, what you wrote. You wrote the lyrics talking about killing your neighbor. But you didn't tell me no, this isn't what listen, you supposed brother, to be I'm a, writing. Listen, you brother, said I'm gonna give you a million dollars. Brother, for brother, 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 but listen. So you encouraged it. No, I didn't. With you, the utmost dollar amount. No, 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 I didn't. I'm a businessman and I'm about business. Because when you stop rapping this and I get a Nas X and he can rap gay, I'm gonna sign him too. And you showed up with these gay killer lyrics, brother. I ain't got nothing to do with what's in your mind and what you want to project. I just know your destruction makes money. <laughs> you came to provide y'all destruction, and it's going to benefit me and my family. Why would I turn you down? Do you turn down the pregnant drug addict who's trying to buy crack from you, brother? Mm. I mean, I've never sold crack to a pregnant person, but I have sold hard drugs to drug addicts which is a pretty terrible thing to do as well so it's something i'll have to live with is perpetuating drug use in my own community it's terrible what about the girl who may look underage and selling mm. do you turn her down yes, yes what you about do. your homeboy's woman who's in a compromised state and you can fuck her and she come to you do you turn her down yes yes you do um, but you're talking about record executives who are looking at millions of dollars. And these are these are situations, you know, that it, it may seem easy to sort of walk away from. But when you're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars, are you going to be the moral grandstand? Are you going to be the one who's going to be like, listen... Uh, listen, listen, Migos. Um, I just don't think you should be perpetuating violence. I, I, um, in your music, I think it perpetuates violence in in the black community. And um, I, I, and as a record executive, as a white man who's very rich and stands to get richer, I think that you guys should change everything and do only positive, conscious rap. 
Cool? Cool. You know, it, there is this, uh, there is this side of like, it's an artistic expression. I mean, the, people act like violence and music hasn't been around forever. I mean, that's just, it, it's been in that shit. I mean, I, I went to, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Was that perpetuating a bunch of white people go out and shoot fucking a bunch of cowboys to go shoot a bunch of fucking people in Reno? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but that, that, that's, that's white music, right? That's, that, that comes from a, it's a, it, it, it's a, uh, and I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying it's like white people didn't, don't experience the same experience as black and brown people do. It's a different experience. It's not it's not the same. You're not sort of subjugated and relegated to a certain area of the world, and you can kind of traverse through uh, the white dominated white dominated culture without being you know harassed or, or harangued or anything like that. So it's a it's just a I think it's just a different it's a different it's a totally different situation, uh, but. Uh, yeah, the, 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 I, I wouldn't expect a record label executive who is rich to care about that. And as someone who does business and who's in the music business, and I've never de had deals in the, it, that took place where, where there was millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars at stake. It's always been, you know, a few hundred, few thousand, whatever the situation is, but it's never been this. And like, it's easy to say you can walk away from a few hundred dollars. It means compromising your integrity as an artist. But is it this? It's not the same when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars, man, millions of dollars. So, um, you know, Charles and White, again, these, I'm just presenting ideas. I'm presenting ideas. This is what I'm finding. Um, now, I want to find something against, I, something that sort of takes on a different, uh, let's see, um, argument that gangster rap does not perpetuate violence. Rap music didn't cause inner city violence, poverty. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what that's the words I needed. <laughs> uh, but that's what I'm getting at. Is it is it that rap music causes violence, or is it the situation in which you're 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 bred and born? If that's all you see around you, if that's all that you know, then what? It, it, it's not. Um. You can't just blame one thing. And, and again, I'm not saying it's one thing or the other. I, 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 like like a good fence sitter, I'm thinking it's somewhere that lies within the gray area, somewhere in the middle, where it's some of this, hey, Papacito, what's up? We're just, <laughs> just talking about rap music. <laughs> I'm trying to do a very delicate dance here, Papacito. <laughs> I don't know if I'm achieving it, but we're here. We're doing it. Papacito, how was lunch, buddy? What'd you have? I had a turkey wrap with sauerkraut in it. <laughs> just, just ate something. I gotta eat something. Rap music didn't cause inner city violence. Poverty and broken homes did. No, no, you're good. You're. Good. I mean, if, if you want, I, I can understand if you don't want to see someone like me talking about this. <laughs> I get it. 
<laughs> had a LaRosas, which is a Cincy thing. Mm. Had free LaRosas. Oh, shit. What's LaRosas? LaRosa. Oh, pizza. Let's go. Everybody, this is what Papacito ate. So if you guys are interested and you're in Cincinnati, get yourself some LaRosas. LaRosas. Double pepperoni, bitch. Okay. All right. Hip hop has faced. Uh, moving Dutchman, thank you so much for gift subbing Papacito. And how dare you, sir? Look at that confetti raining emotes. It's beautiful. So beautiful. We're going to do this again. Um, wait a second. What is it? Go. Go, MD. Doing it again. Hello, Moving Dutchman. This is Gandalf. Thank you for all that you do for this channel. And always remember, a Moving Dutchman is never late, nor early, but arrives precisely when he means to. 169. Ooh, I'm I'm running out of time here, Moving Dutchman. I'm running out of time. I got I gotta get my I gotta get my shit together for that 200. Um, gotta get my shit in one sock, brother. All right, hip hop also uh, often faces substantial amount of blame for the inner city violence that occurs in communities across the country. This ideology has been perpetuated by politicians, media personalities, journalists, and scholars alike, including Thomas Sowell, who we just heard. Uh, the genre has been heavily scrutinized for its influence and impact on black youth for decades. The polarizing genre's criticisms date back to the gangster rap protests heated, uh, headed by National Political Congress of Black Women Chair Dr. C. Dolores Tucker and the mass protests against the rap group NWA. Uh, Straight out Compton, bitches. Uh, disparaging elements of the genre due to the disdain of its vulgarity, vulgarity, misogyny, or its negativity, negative stereotyping of black community is rational. So, um, but mainstream media undeniably chooses to amplify rap music that glorifies murder, gang culture, crime, violence over more socially conscious and responsible acts despite this reality solely blaming rap music for the violence itself is problematic at best and illogical at worst and and see that's what i'm saying to sit there and say that it's just gangster rap is is ridiculous years end 31 december just saying okay <laughs> hey i i got enough pressure okay i got enough ooh Oh, I know what I'm doing, Moving Dutchman. Thank you for that pressure. I needed that. I needed that, Moving Dutchman. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Somebody was hitting me up. Somebody DM me and was like, "Yo, dude, I really like your I really like your content, but why do you why don't you cut out all the fucking chat, bro? Because I upload these to YouTube. They're like, will you just cut out all the chat? Like, I wish you would just cut the chat out. You were always calling fucking talking to chat. Cut the chat out and put this shit back. I'm just like, I'm not cutting the chat out. Maybe one day, but I think it's all part of the fun. Mushrooms or pressure works for me. <laughs> you want me to just mail you some mushrooms? I shouldn't say that on air. 
<laughs> One day you just open. Oh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes, and and so I I think that just blaming gangster rap music for the violence, inner city violence, is is ridiculous because there's been. Even in its inception, I feel like it was more of a comment on the the environment rather than perpetuating. It's same like Superfly, you know, like that the same shit. They're talking about drug dealers and shit. Curtis Mayfield talking about drug dealers and guns and all that shit. But talking about that shit, I mean, there's there's just a rich history of reflecting your environment and that it's as an artist, that's how I, I see that. But when you see how a peaceful human being like Takeoff can be slain and just by being caught up in the middle of gang violence, just by being in a place that maybe a millionaire rapper shouldn't be, I mean, it, it, does, it does talk a little bit to how the, the culture's expectations... Uh, of the like rap culture's expectations of how one behaves and how one conducts themselves i can see how that influences people you know i mean it, it I, I certainly have gotten some uh influence from that uh uh you know over the years just giving me confidence to stand up for myself and not you know take shit from people you know there, there's that in there too when hip hop, and then so he also is talking about here how you know it's perpetuated by people who make money off of it. Now, do we blame the record executives for perpetuating the music and 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 perpetuating violence in these communities, or is it just are are, are we just looking at it as like they're just business people? This is a capitalistic society, and we can't help. We they they're gonna make money. That's their nature. That's what it's all about. Either way, those those are those both of those answers are very unsatisfactory. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, because if these people did, if these record executives did want to make a real difference, as they try to say, as as every time Black History Month comes up and BLM goes up on Universal Music groups websites and. Uh, all the all the black stuff comes out on all these music websites and they try to say how much they you know they hold up black artists you know if they really want if they truly wanted to make a difference would they would they walk away from millions of dollars because they know what sells they know that kids like this as well and there's the other side of it too that this is what people want or is it being shoveled down someone's throat because this is what's popular is it something that's being promoted by the media you know or or is there an actual demand for violent gangster rap music where is it where is that where does it you know where does this link up how does this happen so you know <laughs> who do we blame i mean we can say they all day right they are trying to keep people down and they but they is we you know they are us we're supposed to be in this as a big community here in America, at least. Even in the world, a big community. I mean, this is it's on us as much as it's on them, I feel. Because there does come to a point where personal responsibility does need to take place somewhere, eventually. But then there's all these external pressures. 
that's perpetuated by a media that's making money off of it. I mean, it's just, it, it's a very complicated subject. And I know I'm not going to solve it here. I know that uh, fucking this pale face fucking uh, Hafsikin ain't going to solve the world's problems. But it, I'm just trying to look at it from you know different angles. And and I see where <laughs> Jeremy McCool. This is the. <laughs> His name is Jeremy McCool. Let's go, Jeremy McCool. <laughs> That's right. When hip-hop first emerged into the mainstream in the late 1970s, it rarely reflected or perpetuated gangs, drug sales, or senseless violence. Songs by early acts such as Dougie Fresh, Run DMC, Sugar Hill Game, Africa Bombada, often centered around pl- party and fun, uh, braggadocious lyrics, wearing the nicest attire and being the best MC. When artists did speak on crime in this era, many often sought to uh, deter people away from violence and drugs by speaking out in a negative light. This displayed by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five's hit songs, The Message, released in 1982, and White Lines, released in 1983. Despite the lack of glorification in the early era of hip-hop music, gang and drug-related violence was at an all-time high in many urban cities during these same years. In 1980, the homicide total in New York City was 1,814, dating back further, while my hometown of Chicago is often perpetuated as the poster child for violence in modern time, the city's peak murder rate was actually in 1974 with over 970 murders occurring in one year historically this is was before the hip-hop genre even existed in mainstream society who was the blame for the violence then surely it wasn't the oj stevie wonder cool in the gang jackson five aretha franklin songs that topped the the billboard charts during the summer of 1974 good point good point but i i don't think i think the chicago violence uh the murder rate now is way above that what what is it the chicago murder rate let's see 2021 let's see chicago reached at least 800 homicides so dang so that still didn't top wow wow nine hundred and seventy murders holy shit dude so that's 170 more murders than took place last year whoo what the fuck trying times folks trying times there are a plethora of occurrences and entities to blame for inner city violence many elements lead back to systematic racism and the oppression of black people in america you can blame poverty the lack of community resources poor educational system we were just talking about all this weren't we and and this is what i'm saying it's not just fucking gangster rap because where did this idea of gangster rap even come from it came from somewhere it wasn't like gangster rap was just like here it came first and then everything you know like people weren't shooting each other to to fucking to i feel good you know they weren't maybe they were i don't know it's, it's, uh, anyways drugs drugs you can blame poverty lack of community resources and poor poor educational systems you can blame the systematic removal of black men from households through mass incarceration the war on drugs and welfare policies that prohibiting homes with men from receiving government aid which in which basically incentivizes people to stay single so they get more 
uh, benefits because you get more benefits if you're not if it's not a two-person household if it's a single mother they tend to get more benefits from that so it's sort of incentivized to not keep a solid family unit um uh what what the hell was that what are you doing the fuck? Hold on. This this dude. Alright, he's out there playing soccer. I don't blame him. He's all breath and shit. <laughs> uh the fourth of July New Year's Eve type of thing. That's a 4th of July, New Year's Eve type of thing. What? Saucy? Did I really forget? Did I forget what I was just talking about? Man, see, I always forget what I'm talking about. Uh, you can blame six... Uh, okay, so you can also blame crooked uh, policing and government's involvement. Involvement in crack cocaine epidemic. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Was fuck yeah we can, or the lack of cons uh, counseling for trauma of black youth. While hip hop music can normalize dangerous behaviors, these behaviors existed long before the genre itself. While individuals tend to analyze the impact of hip hop, the uh, impact that hip hop has on the black youth, they tend to ignore the circumstances and environments that led children to the point of susceptibility. Boom. See. See, someone agrees with me. Fucking Jeremy McCool agrees with me. <laughs> While media undeniably influences the youth in a multitude of ways, violence in the black community is far more complex than the impact of songs. While blaming hip-hop music for violence is often convenient due to the level of ignorance often promoted in our youth, it tells a one-sided story that points the finger at the art reflecting a dysfunctional culture. Instead of the system that created the dysfunctional culture itself, solely blaming hip-hop is an issue because it neglects and negates the detrimental societal issues that plague the black community and who is truly responsible for its occurrence. Uh, research throughout the years has indicated that poverty often impacts decision-making anger and the likelihood of losing emotional control. It also has shown that single-parent households show higher signs of juvenile delinquency than homes with a nuclear family structures. If violent rap music disappeared tomorrow, no evidence suggests that violence in the inner city would not show or would not show it nor cease to exist boom great 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 take jeremy mccool is a media personality college educator and writer for and scholar from chicago i like this this was a I, I really thought this was a greatly written article that sort of goes into what i feel like but, but then again I do see the side that like Thomas Sowell is making because it does sort of perpetuate. It's sort of like this echo chamber, right? It just keeps perpetuating the behavior in, in, in some ways. Also, poverty, is, I mean, being poor fucking sucks, man. I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to be fucking like, like not knowing how the fuck we're going to pay rent and the kind of stress that that brings on. It fucking sucks. It's just, and, and, and if you've just been doing it your whole fucking life, of course you're going to have a twisted view on the world and, and, and fucking how you make money and what's the, 
Of course you are. And then you hear a, a, a genre of music that sort of encourages or, or at least, you know, uh, uh, validates in some way the behavior. And so it, it's, it's a combination of all of this stuff, man. It's not just one or the other. It's, it's a huge complex problem that, 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 that is going to require a lot of fucking work. And I don't think that our government is interested in that. Um, I think there's a lot of people who do want to help, but uh, are, are don't know how or, or are ineffective. Um, you know, I wish BLM was had 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 more um, sway and used their money instead of spending it on personal mansions and stuff. I wish they would have dedicated that and that that there was a weekend last year in the summer that where 60 people died in fucking Chicago from gun violence south chicago i mean i wish that blm would have would go and, and shine light on that you know besides the other stuff as well you know i'm not against blm but it does seem that they have turned into a kind of a certain factions have turned a little bit corrupt which money corrupts right money power corrupts it's just the reality of it so Moving on, because um, this all kind of ties together to where we're going with this and what, you know, with the idea of, you know, Drake and, and all these rappers wanting to protect people from being prosecuted from their lyrics, like Young Thug being prosecuted from his lyrics, um, you know, to, to the idea of perpetuate the music itself perpetuating this behavior. Because why would a very successful rapper like Young Thug still feel like he needs to go out and have people killed and sell drugs to kids and do all this shit, right? Like, why does he feel... By the way, allegedly, allegedly, Young Thug has not stood trial yet, so he is not guilty until proven, it, proven, right? So he is innocent until proven guilty. So, hey, watch out. I gotta watch myself, too. Gotta watch myself. Gotta watch what I'm saying. <sighs> okay, so I think that's that's that's... that's Thank you, Saucy, for, for telling me to go with Kanye last because <laughs> we're going to pick up on Kanye now and pick up to where... Uh, so he's everybody knows he's been having a hard time lately and um, he does seem to be switching up his rhetoric. Red, rhetoric he does seem to be switching up his rhetoric, his rhetoric a bit. He's not going so hard on this whole like Jewish media thing because, again, I don't think it was like this cabal of jewish people who were like trying to fuck over kanye although it does seem like as he was speaking out on things he uh there does seem to be a a collusion of sorts uh between people and executives that uh decided that they were done with him and pressure mounting from the public so it, there does seem to be some sort of collusion to uh, basically ruin Kanye for his things he says. And uh, again, I'm not defending Ye's words. I think it was atrocious what he said. I think it was terrible. 
Uh, I think that what what his direction now, where he's going, where he's singling people out and letting people know that they're on their shit list, I I think that's a way better way of doing it than just lumping a few bad actors into a whole group of fucking people because that's what happens with black people. That's what happens with white people. I mean, not white people, with Mexicans. It's just what happens to any marginalized group. It's just like, fuck it. You know, you have bad experiences with one or two of them, and now all of them are bad, right? Like, it's fucking, it's not, it's, a few people don't represent an entire people. But when you start saying shit like, you know, like Kanye was saying, of course these people are going to group up and and come after you because you're, 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 you're rehashing some really dangerous talk that got their people fucked up. Um, there's this... There's, so we're going to go through Kanye's latest Twitter dump and we'll just sort of take it from there because he has been changing his rhetoric. It's been a little better, even though he was like, a po- he was apologizing. Hold on. Let me, let me just play that video where he's apologizing. And then immediately is just like, if you look at this chart here, <laughs> you'll see that everyone is, this is Jewish. It, it, it's sad, but it's kind of fucked up. But uh, the Black Panthers help the community at all means necessary. I believe if we followed the true belief of the twelve-point system that the Black Panthers invented, Black Lives Matter would uh, last it a lot longer. Well, Black Lives Matter is still going strong. Uh, wow, tuck it in and tuck it in. You sound like you're part of the same old clergy. Oh my God, you better calm down, Zamo. But but me and you, same way we do agree on a lot of things. So I mean that's not a I'm not I'm not insulted by that at all. Thank you, Samo. <laughs> um you know, man, and that's what we were talking about too, how the drug the war on drugs was 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 created to disrupt that movement. It was it was created to disrupt the Black Panther movement and and these movements that are happening in these communities that were sick of the shit. Hey, fuck you! We're gonna just live our lives. Fuck off! We have the right to protect us. If you want to fuck with us, whatever. But listen, this is what we're doing, and this is how it is. And fuck it, and start because they weren't people. Just think of the Black Panthers of as gun toting, violent people because that's the that was the nature of the the media then but it was community outreach they were teaching children they were fucking feeding people they were it was it wasn't just you know people with guns protecting their neighborhoods it was like an overall overarching idea of of, of, of building this community up that's been just torn to fucking shit and dumped all over and dunked on it, it was it, it it was something beautiful. And then the war on drugs, and that was their excuse to go in there and just start murdering people and start taking them to jail and splitting up homes and taking the father out of the homes. And then as we read, you know, so um, let's try to find that video where Kanye apologizes. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, don't mean to laugh, but this is just—it was just like he's trying to. Um, where's the shorts at? Because the shorts do a better job at showing this. You know, I was watching a video of uh, Hitler tweaking. Mm-hmm. God, Hitler was on speed. You know, he did a lot. Of speed. 
<laughs> Watch the video of Hitler tweaking. Ah. And this is an older video. Oh no, this is. <laughs> and did you guys see Kanye the other day? I think it was just a day ago. He and uh, who was it? There was a, there was a few rappers in New York City that was still shutting down the streets. You know, like. Kanye was going down the street and mobs of people were just chasing after. People love Kanye West. So I don't, from all the stuff that I'm reading on my TikTok, I'm getting a pretty good traction there. So I'm getting a really good idea of how people feel about this. And a lot of people are fucking like, yo, Kanye, keep it going. Um, I think a lot of people were like, you know, let's chill out on this, like, you know, anti-Jewish stuff and, and let's fucking fuck because there's something deeper to this. It, it, it's that artists are sort of beholden to to these contracts. We're going to watch a Dave Chappelle thing too because he does it great. And I know, and, and Kanye has been watching Dave Chappelle. It's so funny how much Kanye keeps track of what people are talking and saying about him because I'll see a video and then immediately Kanye's out there with the chart. Like, the, the fucking... The, Oh my god, it's, it's, it's probably gonna help. Okay. Love me some Kanye West, y'all. Okay, so where's the. Where's okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. For anybody, right? It's kind of like being anti black. But you know, it's really interesting. Do you think you're being unfairly targeted for the comments that you've been making? Do you feel like these terms Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, anti-Semitic statements are never good for anybody, right? It's kind of like being anti-black. But, you know, it's really interesting. I didn't realize that I could be considered anti-Semitic till I read one of the definitions of anti-Semitism. Look at this. The definition says, making mendacious, dehumanizing, demonizing, or stereotypical allegations about Jews as such, or the power of Jews as a collective, such as, especially, but not exclusively, this sounds like a, I'm gonna let them go by. <laughs> All right, so it says, think about it, that sounds like the type wording that's in the contracts, right? Indeed. Okay, it says, such as, especially, but not exclusively, the myth about a world Jewish conspiracy or of Jews controlling the media, economy, government, or other societal institutions. But isn't that what you said? That Jews run everything? <laughs> yeah, but that actually is considered to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> so I didn't realize that it was anti-Semitic to say, hey, you know, I have a Jewish attorney. I have a Jewish record label. I have a Jewish... I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it's like, how do you not know that Kanye West? But again, I don't, he's in another fucking tax bracket. Like this dude is in an, we got to just think like he is not even close to dealing with what we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And like the amount of focus that this dude probably has to, to, to conjure up to, to do the things he does probably does isolate him a bit from these ideas um the funny thing is nobody's there to watch the basketball game anymore everybody's outside the basketball players are like what the heck what the heck bro 
Um, well, it, and, and that's another fun thing, right? The whole Kyrie Irvin thing, right? Because Kyrie Irvin's linking anti-Semitic stuff and he's saying stuff and he's getting canceled. Now he's off of, he's off, he, he's done for five games and he's suspended. I don't know anything about sports, but I know that that, that a basketball player missing five fucking games isn't a good thing. <laughs> um, so again, we're not going down the road of, you know, this big Jewish cabal, cabal thing, but, um, uh, it, it is interesting, the reaction and the backlash and how um, these folks did come together to sort of uh, to 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 stop him from saying things, you know, to to get a point across um, that that is what happened, essentially. And I'm not again, I'm not saying that there was a Jewish media cabal that came down on Kanye to, to just to initially to destroy him. But he he starts talking shit. And fucking Ari Emmanuel starts rallying the troops saying like, yo, I'm calling on all of these different companies to, to f- stop fucking with, tra- uh, with, with Kanye. And, and they did. And, and he did rally the troops and they did come together as a group. And that did happen. And it, it, I don't think that it's anti-Semitic to say that that's what happened, that, this, that, that they came together and fucked him proper um does he deserve it i don't know i don't i don't ever think that people should be canceled and have their livelihoods ripped away for a moment uh, unless they're just horrible horrible people like harvey weinstein uh uh all of the lights playing in the car yes right that's what i was thinking too all of the lights (laughs) and kanye is just like oh shit um, yeah, they're really canceling him heavy over here. And then when the team starts losing, then it shows the value of the basketball player. But it sure does seem like it. Yeah, they can't come together to look over the contract to make sure everybody gets a fair shake. Maybe that's why they came together to kick him out. Well, we're going to watch a Dave Chappelle little bit on that right after this that I think is going to... I don't know. We, you, you, same. You've probably seen it. I'm sure you've probably already seen it and floating around and stuff. But, and if you haven't seen it, and it's nothing to do with trans folks. Okay, we're not going into because I know everyone fucking hates Dave Chappelle for being transphobic or whatever. It has nothing to do with trans. It has. It, it's a story about his, um, his experience uh, with the day, with the Chappelle show and what happened there and why he walked away from millions of dollars. It's the Netflix deal. Yeah. Um, so we'll finish this up. So, so he's like, I didn't know what I was saying was anti-Semitic. <laughs> but again, I'm going to give him a reasonable doubt. This dude operates on a different wavelength than any of us. So who knows what gets into his bubble. And he's even admitted that he's had people close to him that's given him bad advice he's had to really root people out and when you become that status when you think about billions of dollars and what that kind of money can do to someone's life that's life changing that's generational wealth and to even be in that in the orbit of that means that you get a piece of that so how many people are just around him that wants the gravy train to keep going it's like kanye stop no you can't do that kanye no you can't and if he listened to all those people on his way up would he have achieved what he achieved 
This man is fucking, this man, again, he's operating on a different level. He fucking, he, he had transcended hip-hop music while simultaneously created a, a new genre of it. The fuck you. It's Conway, Conway. It's fucking yay, son. Fuck off. He's fucking awesome. But again, maybe he didn't know. We're giving him the benefit of doubt. What he said is indefensible. I will not defend what he said. I think it's atrocious. It's terrible. But, you know, he's learning. And I think that's what we got to kind of, I think we should focus in on is that he's coming back and he's kind of learning what he's done wrong. So let's continue on. It's just funny. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Contractor, I have a. Do you regret your statements? What statements you think you should be walking back? I mean, considering... What do you mean, walking back? Well, you know, backing up off of them. I mean, the thing is, you've, you've lost a lot of endorsements. People are dropping you. You're getting, you know, vilified. You know, I mean, you might think you're right, but I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a whole world out there that's condemning you for, for what you said. Okay, so this right here... Look. ...is a chart of uh, Universal Studios, 20, 20th Century Fox, ABC News... Here he goes. ...CBS, CBS News, Columbia Pictures... Goes. Uh, Warner Brothers, ESPN Sports, Fox News, Washington Post, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, MTV Music Television, Nickelodeon, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, Comedy Central, NBC Entertainment, um, uh, Google, uh, what else do we have? Disney, ABC Kids and Family, YouTube, Los Angeles Times, Discovery Network, Paramount Pictures, Facebook, Huffington Post, Yahoo, Marvel, Hulu, Cosmopolitan, Time, um, Touchstone, Associated Press, uh, Pixar, Miramax, HBO, New York Post, Lucas Arts, MSNBC, Still going. Uh, DreamWorks Animation. Now, the thing is, I skipped over maybe about five of them because it was just unclear on this list. The red are the executives that are Jewish at these companies. Do you think they stuck together when they heard what you said? Was that, was that the... So what happened? Well, what I said is, hey, you know, I have, I've had experiences where it felt like I was being teamed up on. And I didn't realize that that term would be considered to be anti-Semitic. So I had a, a mediation um, with Adidas today. And I think Adidas felt like because everyone else was uh, ganging up on me that they had the right to just take my designs. And I, I feel like Right now, I feel like that was in, in Christianity. We don't say we don't say karma. We say uh, you reap what you sow. And I feel like this is God humbling me right now because it's two things that are happening. A lot of times when I would say, "Oh, I'm the richest black man," it would be a defense that I would use for the mental health conversation to say, "Oh, you guys say I'm crazy, but look at this, I made money." And but but that is not godlike to be showing off. So if it's not God-like, then God will take that because it's, it's all it's all the church's money, right? So what's happening right now is I'm being humbled. Another thing that's happening is by me being uh, burned to the flesh every single day, it's actually proving, um, it's actually proving what I had to say. So um, when I went to the mediation, what I wanna say is like black people are like, okay, Lex Friedman got you to apologize. Uh, Pierce Morgan got you to apologize to the Jews, but you never apologized to us about the George Floyd comment that made us feel bad. 
Now the thing is, okay, JFK, they got a lot of documentaries about how it happened. So we can argue about how it happened, which I like the fact that we can do that. But regardless, when I see that video as a black person, it hurts my feelings. And I know that police do attack and America is generally racist. And I understand that when we got to say Black Lives Matter, that the idea of it, the idea of it made us feel good together as, as, a, as a person, uh, as, as a people, right? When, uh, let me say it so the sound bite is better for you guys. When the idea of Black Lives Matter came out, it made us come together as a people. Now afterwards, yes, there was some, uh, there was some things Chicanery. where money went. There were some things where it was used in order to push us to the Democratic vote. There were people exactly. behind and involved. That happened, but the general feeling. So when I said that, yeah, and I and I and I questioned the death of George Floyd, it hurt my people. It hurt the black people. So I want to apologize to hurt them because right now God has shown me by what Adidas is doing and by what by what the media is doing. I know how it feels to have a knee on my neck now. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and stop. The metaphorical knee, right? The metaphorical knee. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with that because I think that the BLM, and I say it all the time, I think that BLM is a very important movement that needed to happen, but it's gone so far and there's... A lot of corruption that's going on and there's a lot of people who aren't happy with what blm is and, and it's not just white people all right it's not just light-skinned fucking mexicans on the internet it's fucking it, it's black people too black people are not like i'm not with this you guys are doing nothing for community and uh you guys are buying mansions for yourself and you know talking about splitting up the nuclear family because they don't believe in the nuclear family and all this stuff you know like a lot of people are just like huh wait what i th i think that's part of the problem uh is anybody paying attention to kanye west he's a college dropout he's going to off to of high school no. <laughs> he is but but yeah that's not necessary. i mean because college ain't the end-all be-all when it comes to education they can teach you some things, but to be educated, you have to do it yourself, man. They ain't they ain't something you could be taught. I don't think. I mean, you could taught you can be taught to do a certain thing or, you know, think in a certain way through college and stuff. But I, I don't. You really do have to educate yourself, and it's beyond college. College can only give you so much. And as somebody who's been through many years of college and ended up dropping out. Uh, you know, I there was a lot of awesome things I learned in college, and there was a lot of cool experiences I had in college. Uh, but college is not what defines my intelligence, because I knew a lot of smart, smart kids that could retain a lot of information about a certain subject, and then be, just be the dumbest fucking idiots in the fucking world, like just terribly, horribly fucking stupid, like so stupid that they fucking, it hurts your soul. College defines my intelligence. <laughs> Robbie, you are, you're, you're, you are smarter than that. You are smarter than that. I know that. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, this, the whole situation is, is, is is wild man but uh robbie i didn't send I, we weren't talking about kanye the whole time this time i swear to god <laughs> anybody coming in and just seeing kanye's big fat ass chipmunk cheeks on the screen is just like 
this shit again. <laughs> what is happening? I kind of believe you. Listen, it all there was like a whole overarching theme, all right? So I do want to go and and I do want to show this uh, clip that's been going around of Dave Chappelle talking about it. It's true, I ran into many at UPenn, uh, supposedly one of the smartest schools who asked the dumbest questions. And, you know, dumb questions, What that can be debated, but it's just... I just knew like just really intelligent people who just made terribly life terrible life decisions couldn't can't outside of what they've been trained in they're just helpless fucking helpless I don't know like just just soft brittle spirits like I just telling you man there's just some dumb people in fucking college um which you know there's dumb people everywhere right all right let me find that Dave Chappelle thing because I think that that and Dave Chappelle see he was talking about a certain subject oh shit look before we go to Dave Chappelle you guys gotta watch this have, has you guys seen this stuff this, watch the entire video this is so fucking good this makes me want to fucking believe in God if I wasn't a warped the devil took all the producers the musicians the designers Chasing gold statues. Oh. Literally signing a contract and selling our souls. They got contracts out there that say, you can't say Jesus. When we was working on this album, people used to be coming over the studio just to say Jesus as loud as they wanted to. You can say Jesus in your studio. like one of them. I'm like a, 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 a 19 star Michelin chef. The way I cook up, you know what I'm saying? But if the devil had you serving eight restaurants at one time, it might drive you crazy. And one of them restaurants could be your own ego. One of them restaurants could be public opinion. One of the restaurants could be legacy. One of the restaurants could be fame. One of the restaurants could be money. But it's only one restaurant we serving for tonight. And I said tonight because I'll be in the future sometimes. <laughs> and that's God's restaurant. Where everybody coming in service to God. And he bringing it back tenfold, a hundredfold, a millionfold. Blessings untold, blessings harder than gold, stronger than a gold. I return my soul to the one that told me, the one that owns me, the ones that shows me. And that's what God showed me. The devil controlled me, but he can't hold me. Cause God then told me, and life has shown me that God is the only, the real, not the phony. The phony will clone me. Just watch how they cloned me. I'm here with my homies. I'm here with my families. I don't need a Grammy. I'm back in the building. I'm here with my children. They know it's a feeling. You know it's a feeling. You know it's a feeling. Yeah, that's that feeling. Yeah, that's that feeling. Yeah, that's that feeling. Yeah. For my Lord and the Savior. 
Savior Jesus Christ. Watch the entire video. I'm sorry, dude, but I, I have no interest in Christianity at all. And fucking this shit gets me gives me goosebumps, man. Like that is beautiful. Like that is a very beautiful thing, you know. Uh, kind of easy to say. Don't need a Grammy when you already have like a million. <laughs> oh, Morgana's shaking her head. You're not feeling it, Morgana. Uh, it's true. I ran into. Oh yeah. Uh, no, like I had to ask questions in front of twenty to hundred people each class that I am like. I, can't you google this or ask after class like made me feel dumber for listening to the question <laughs> yeah. i said that earlier is like being around people who are so stupid it like steals your soul it makes you stupid you are your fucking environment man it's it's it, it happens it happens um and i was teacher for a long time and used to say no bad questions but not sure if that's true yeah and that's where i was coming from um uh, let's see uh i'm okay doing eight things at once uh thank you for being here robbie appreciate you my friend for 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 fitting us in but that's true say well it's easy to say i don't need it uh i have very unpopular opinions about kanye i, I listen i understand okay he's given us a lot of reasons too i mean over the years his his ego his is just slavery was a choice what the fuck does, what does that even fucking mean what does that even fucking mean i'm sure there's like a a, a kanye apologist out there who is just like this is what he means he doesn't mean but i mean he has to understand and how that comes off saying things like the jewish media and all that shit man that's fucking dumb man like i'm sorry but that's just it's bullshit and his ego and his defense mechanisms and shit like i don't like it's indefensible i can't defend that there's no way i can defend that um, but I still fucking, I, he, as an artist, he is, again, he has transcended the genre of hip hop while subsequently creating a whole new fucking genre of music. I would say like, it's not even hip hop anymore. Like heartbreaks and 808s. It's not even hip hop anymore. It's something fucking else. Um, <clears throat> almost had an orgasm though, but he stopped pushing the button. <laughs> <laughs> sorry man blue ball he blue balls he gave you blue balls um mighty mighty what is that mighty mighty welcome in mighty, mighty. um wish you supervised the bear hugs back at you my dude my dude my views have changed and not for the better of about i understand robbie i i completely understand people's misgivings about this human being i i completely do and and i know robbie has stated on the chat here that he has been he was a huge fan of kanye west and been to the concert that that robbie went to is like one of one of those concerts that happened once in a lifetime like when when every fucking like dude that show was fire so i understand robbie i given what who you are and you know your past and all that i can completely understand that i i i I don't blame anyone for fucking thinking that this dude is just fucking, you know, get this dude out of here. I, I, I get that sentiment, but also, 
Uh, I know you don't follow sports, but you see, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna cover that. We're gonna cover that because Kanye did a Twitter dump where he he brings in Kyrie and Shaq. He starts talking shit about Shaq. Revelations on his personal trainer who fucking is a piece of shit who i fucking do not like uh so we're gonna get there yeah yeah no i saw it he's suspended for five games i think i said the new york knicks but is he in the new york nets is that what he is I, I, someone corrected me on one of my videos um i will be no worries thank you for the lurk mighty money just gotta look at his earlier uh album titles to understand his educational background <laughs> <laughs> it's like we all know this motherfucker's uneducated. <laughs> but he is educated though. I liked early Kanye, but then he just got ridiculous and, and I stopped caring. Fair enough. I again graduation, one of my favorite albums. Ironically, it came my graduation year. Nets is right. Okay, so I said the Knicks on one of my videos and someone was in like Nets, dipshit. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm 85% Kanye West fed. Well, if he's going to be your running mate, I don't know how he's going to do this 2024 presidential run, bro. <laughs> I don't know how this motherfucker's going to run for president. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he, I guess he won't be the first anti-Semite to be president. Uh, that was, that was a, a joke, guys. Uh, but... Um, where where's the thing okay i want to show the dave Chappelle thing because uh where is it do i not have it damn it did i not save it um Oh, here it is. Bidum, bid. Okay, so check this out. Do you know why he called himself the artist when he came back? I'm talking about he Prince. He calls himself the artist because that's what they call us in our contracts. Oh, these contracts are crazy. You should hear the terminology they say in these contracts. To use your name and likeness and perpetuity throughout the universe. Who the f*** could possibly know what that means? Exactly. Nobody. Does. No worries, Robbie. It's so complicated, in fact, that when you're a kid like me, you have to hire somebody to tell you what that means. And you sit down at a table and you do the contract game. And that's how I got with Comedy Central. The way the 28-year-old expecting father that was broke signs a contract. I was desperate. I needed a way out. And it wasn't good money. And it wasn't good circumstances. But uh, what else am I going to do, I said. And all these white people sitting at that table told me, trust this, Dave. It's a good contract. And I looked around the table and they all seemed to agree it was a good contract. But what if, what if it was like that game of three-card Monty? What if they were all friends and I didn't know it? People think I made a lot of money for Chappelle's show. When I left that show, I never got paid. They didn't have to pay me because I signed the contract. But is that right? They just took it. 
And I'm not up here trying to tell you guys that I believe that Comedy Central gave me a raw deal just because I'm black. I believe that they gave me a raw deal because this fucking industry is a monster. It's the same monster that these Me Too bitches was trying to tell you about. But they hate the monster for how it fucks. And I hate that monster for how it eats. But my God, man, it's the same monster. When I quit the show, all my friends would say, well, if them day, why don't you just do Chappelle's show at another network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why doesn't a slave run from one plantation to another plantation because the master over there might be nice? My God, man, I was trapped. You know what? Tell you the truth. Tell you the truth. I've even thought about coming back and doing another Chappelle show. Well, but if I do, I can't call it Chappelle's show because my name and likeness is being used by them in perpetuity throughout the universe. Do you know why? And so it does make sense. And again, indefensible, yay. And we're not we're not gonna say yay was uh, make Dave show <laughs> Dave show <laughs> uh, it's indefensible what Dave said uh, but what he's saying a better way of going about it instead of just saying the fucking Jewish media like like that's come on man we that that rhetoric is how World War II turned into World War II right it's not. A group of people it's it, it's a fucking system it's a fucking gross system it's disgusting where people are making money in the uh, most awful way and again it goes back to this idea of like these people who are in charge these record executives who are uh, uh perpetuating hip-hop music and whether it's a detriment to the black community or not um they're not going to walk away from millions of dollars it's just what the system is it's what it is. It's a monster and it eats and it fucking needs to keep eating. And, um, you know, Ye just expressed it in the worst way possible. And I think that's where the frustration is, is that they, that these people, that, that especially black entertainers feel like they're enslaved. What's going on? Do you guys need to have that door open? What's like, what's happening here? Um, so it's, uh, yeah, well, thank you guys for throwing me all off there. That was great. Uh, okay. So there's that. So let's get into Kanye's whole, uh, Twitter thread because this is fun. This is fun for everyone. Um, and I made some videos on it too, on TikTok. Okay. So he did get a, he got one, uh, he did get a video taken down by Twitter and I don't know if he's, you're fine. It was just saucy was. Saucy was out there talking and shit. What? You're standing there. I don't give a shit. Like, you've already disrupted the whole situation. Just go. Um, so, yeah. So, let's let's go back for a second. Let, let's step back and... Uh, oh, shit. It's back up. It's back up, guys. <laughs> Did he repost this? He must have reposted it because this got taken down. All right. All right. Let's... let's okay. So... Whoa, this is all out of order how it was. This is wild. What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, I know why. Because this isn't Kanye's fucking page. 
this is just okay let's go to kanye's page first so oh this guy okay so okay tweet violated twitter rules so this this violated twitter rules and we'll save this for last because this is kind of ugh, i don't know if we'll even play the whole thing because it's kind of rude. so let's back up here let's back the fuck up Back, 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 back. Okay, so this was posted on November 3rd. So this was posted, uh, oh yeah, November 3rd. So this is all, okay, so he, he did this on October 9th and then he went here. So, um, you know, posting pictures, nothing bad, right? And then he gives some love to Migos, you know, uh, in, in, uh, what you need, baby? Oh, well, that's impossible. Well, since I'm here. Hello. Hi. Did you have fun? Oh, my God. Raina just... I cannot wait to talk your ear off. Like, I it's bothering you. me that you're streaming because I just want to tell you everything. It was so amazing. Okay. Raina just got back from uh, doing a audiobook, so she's, like, super hyped up right too now. Too hyped. I'm way too hyped, guys. Too damn hyped. Too damn hyped. I am. It was amazing. And Morgana says hi. Hi, Morgana. I'm about to get into the chat right now, but I just want to say hi. I'm just so, I'm so excited, you guys. She's so excited, you guys. I'm buzzing. She's just glowing. Okay, so again, so back here. Is this Kylie? Is that who this is? I don't know if this is Ky Kyrie. Kyrie, not Kylie. God damn it. Why do I keep saying Kyrie? Uh, love you, yay, good lord. Uh, okay, well, we're going back. All right, so he's giving love to Migos in, in lieu of takeoff slain in Houston. Finally, sports. I've waited a long time for this. Is this, is this, uh, is that who that is? Robbie, is that Kyrie right there? Is that who that is? I'm not sure who that is. Yes, okay, so he's giving love to Kyrie right here because Kyrie has been under fire for linking to an uh, anti-Semitic uh, documentary. Uh, he's been saying some things as well. So, you know, uh, he's been dealing with his own backlash uh, for this. Wizards are playing Nets next and so happy he is out. The dude is a trash individual. Damn. Robbie comes inside. Naders, good to see you again, buddy. I hope your job went well today. I hope everything worked out. Still bummed that you didn't give no pictures of the, the big hash bash, but, you know, we'll forgive you this time. We will forgive you this time. He just spouts much bullshit. Um, yeah, see, I haven't been following this that often, so I, you know, I don't know what he's been doing. I just know, like, the general idea of what's been going on just from headlines and stuff like that. So I, I know he's been doing stuff. Um... And he's been, and on top of that, he's one of the representatives of all NBA. What? How is he a represent? How does that ha a representative of NBA players like VP of the Player Association? Oh shit! I took a couple of pictures before the DJ set up. Oops. <laughs> well, let us know if we can see them as well. Um. So. Yeah, it's so strong, strong feelings coming from Robbie. Obviously, this hits home for Robbie, too. So uh, he's a sports guy. 
see, this is my time to shine. He didn't get vaccinated and he couldn't play in any home games. Oh, he was one of those guys. Shit, I don't blame him. I mean, fucking look at look at what that vaccine is now. Doesn't stop the spread. What the fuck use is it? Does it really keep people out of the hospital? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not telling anybody not to get vaccinated. I'm not telling anybody to get vaccinated either. That's for fucking sure. But so many kids looked up to him. Yeah, well, kids, good thing that it doesn't affect kids like it does adults, right? Anyways, we're not getting into that conversation. But still, anti-Semitism is wrong. I, I, that, that, to me, that's, that's, you know, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> Anti-vaxxer, I don't care. Anti-Semite, fuck you. I don't like that. I don't like that. Hate is terrible no place to be uh it's all related to me he makes bad decisions spouts them and then doesn't take them back until it hurts him enough to where it, yeah it hurts his wallet and now it's like oh my bad uh well okay so we're moving past these pictures here so then yay post uh, a biblical verse over Kyrie irving saying this so we'll play this and I'm sure this is why yes, um, Robbie doesn't care for <laughs> Kyrie. Respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to do is yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. So of course he's referring to himself as 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 a semite as well. I'm still unclear about that. I feel I there's there was something I read where like acknowledging that set of semitism is is basically saying that another sect doesn't exist or something. I don't know, but it, it, I they're they're referring to the Israelites? I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't do a lot of research on that, but, you know, a lot of, a, you're hearing that more and more, especially from the black community, you know, and, and Semites, and uh, I can't be anti-Semitic if I'm a Semite, if I'm a, if I'm Semitic or a Semite. So he writes, John 1919, 19, and um, Pilate wrote, wrote a title, and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And maybe that's what they're referring to. I mean, I know that that Pilate, Pontius Pilate, put that above his head as a as a dunk on him. He was supposed to be, that was supposed to be an insult. Um, he had a press conference and apologized and basically spent the time calling out the media for asking questions. And he, and he an anti-Semite. Hmm. It's all related to me. He makes bad decisions. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to know the funny thing about it is when Donald Trump wouldn't answer the, that question, it took at least a good uh, month where people were like, okay, whatever. Basketball, that does that have to, what does that have to do with him dunking or dribbling? How dare we say home of free speech and then go around canceling people for saying it? Um, you know, I mean, I, I agree with that sentiment, Samo. I don't think that people should be like the thing is it's it's hard to say right because when you start talking like that again like it all comes down to this idea that Jewish folks have a history of getting blamed for things and then getting rounded up and exterminated so like it's a very fine line 
to, to promoting um, to promoting violence against a certain sect of people who are already people have a problem with. There's already a problem, like still, which is very interesting that white people still have a thing against Jewish people, but it, it's this weird religious thing. And then obviously that the, the idea of them ruling the world or whatever. So th that's, that's the issue. I think, man, like, Yes, you have freedom of speech, but I, again, I don't think you have freedom of consequence. So you can say this shit, but it doesn't mean that people aren't going to be like, yo, bitch, that's not cool. And yeah, that's so on one hand, I don't think you should lose your entire livelihood. But on the other hand, he's free to say it. He's saying it. It's not like someone's taking him to jail, right? Like no one's taking him to prison. No, Ky Kyrie is walking around Brooklyn right now, having a good old fucking time, living his best life, maybe. But but he's not. It, it's not like he's in prison. It's not like people, you know, like are. It's just that you're fucking with a very dangerous thing, and um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I'd love to hear pushback on that too, uh, Samo. But um. So uh, I've been watching. I've been watching so many debates about this guy on Facebook. Some people say "shut up and dribble." I am not saying that, but also, uh, what you put out there on social media does matter, and the idea it's protected because First Amendment skips the fact that it's a private company and NW and NBA wasn't in wants to seem inclusive since it's a global brand. Exactly, free to say it, but NBA is also free to say you can't play for us right now too their uh their brand they are protecting yeah but i bet you they're picking there's picking and searching for something to cancel them uh cancel them for so far press conference that i've seen he's managed himself in a very well spoken and taction tactful knowing what he's saying and how to say it and I agree. Leaving work. Okay, no worries. Pap Papacito, thank you so much for the lurk. Safe driving or whatever commute thing that you have to do. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and he's not being disrespectful. And there's points where, I mean, when, when we're I mean, talking about Kanye, there's points where he is being blatantly disrespectful because he feels like he is above reproach. And, you know, I don't think anyone should be above reproach especially like people in power, places of power. And that's what sucks. And I think that's a lot of frustration right now is that you see people like Joe Byron and, and, and fucking Nancy Pelosi, obviously fucking criminal. Uh, they're, they're criminals. They're fucking corrupt. And there's just no accountability for them. And there has to be some, like, if they're going to come down on people who are playing sports and musicians, we should do this. We should be doing the same thing to the bar politicians. And there are, there, uh, all on, what's her name? The, the, the Muslim Democrat from Minnesota. She has just blatantly said some crazy anti-Semitic shit. There's been some Christian white dudes saying blatantly anti-fucking Muslim shit in Congress. The, these people should be held to the highest esteem, highest accountability. Omar, thank you, Naders. Omar Ilhan something, which, you know, he's blatantly anti-Semitic. And she walked it back, but she, you, when you hear her talk, you believe that she has nothing but malice in her heart. 
uh, for, for the Jewish folks. All he had to say was sorry, not attack the media and asking, asking the question. I think the, media sh I think the media should be attacked. I think the media should be held accountable, too. The media should be just as held accountable as anybody else. Because fucking Rachel, again, Rachel Maddow told people that if you take this injection, you will not spread the fucking virus. And that was a lie. They didn't even test for it. It wasn't even tested. The government knew it wasn't tested for it. It's all coming out right now. And that bitch went on TV and told people it was okay to go put that shit in their body and then go see grandma and probably killed grandma. So fuck her. Fuck the media. Question the media. I have no problems with that. My problem is, is if he's saying shit that's blatantly spreading hate, then let's let's fix it. Let's see where it's coming from. Let's 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 analyze it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's not cancel him out. Let's not shut him up. But let's 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 hear what he has to say and then try to counter it with good speech. And and some people are stuck on their beliefs, but at, like I'm seeing a little bit of yay right now. Sort of it's sinking in. I mean, two billion dollars. It's going to sink in hopefully. But you know, I'm, I'm I, there is a. Uh, there is a way of conducting yourself that doesn't need to be hateful. And I think that Dave Chappelle did that in a very graceful way of how he was describing his experience with, with, with fucking executives. And, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about these executives who are just getting lumped in with, with, with Jewish folks, because some of them, because a lot of them happen to be Jewish. There's no denying that, that there's a lot of Jewish folks but it's not like this big, huge cabal that's fucking making decisions as a, as a unit. It's it's certain assholes within this companies that are just being fucking just criminals and crooks. And that's not Jewish. That's not representation of the faith. I have very good friends who are Jewish and who are very peaceful people who are not spreading words of hate or anything. You know, they're just trying to live their fucking life. And they go to the synagogue and they wear their little hats and shit. You know what I mean? It's just different from what I grew up with. And that's fine. I don't give a fuck. As long as we're being peaceful and trying to be understanding. I vote for all African-American walk... Oh, see, now that is something I can get behind. Same old, right there. That's exactly it. Because if you want to make a real fucking statement with these fucking people, with these crooked executives, fuck them. Start your own shit. Walk the fuck off. But they're not. They're not. And Kyrie right here, you know, I mean, he's he got suspended for five games. I don't. Did he end up apologizing, Robbie? Was there an actual apology? But or or he they're just like fuck him. We're suspending five games because he's not apologizing. I'm just not sure. Um, let's see. Um. All the way down to minuscule sport like curling. Those ticket sales will go so fast as the women's NWA. But the problem is athletes are scared. Let's just stop entertaining for a good three years and see what can be produced. Sorry, my Marcus Garvey came undone. Fuck yeah, baby. I fucking agree with that completely. I agree with that completely. Listen, if white people don't like Mexicans being in this country so much, then every Mexican just walk the fuck off your job. And then let's see these fucking people vote. Oh, who's gonna vote? It's all gonna fall apart. We all need each other. That's the thing, man. We all need each other in this world. And and to put each other in these other fucking categories, making people others and all this shit, it's fucking destructive. <sighs> I'm sweating, I stink.
NBA has done so much over the last few years for Black Lives Matter and other things for people of color. And I feel he by uh, uh, I feel that talking this way undermines what they are doing and try to push, especially if he is a part of a player leadership. Dave was great in his approach. Yes, finally there was. Uh, yes, finally there was. After a lot of back and forth. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm an extremist when it comes to the situation. I didn't take the blue pill from Martin Luther King. I took it from Nat Turner. <sighs> fair enough. I'm not. I took the red pill from Nat Turner. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough, Samo. Um, I mean, I, I I think that is a good good way to go about it. Is like fuck him, and that's what Charleston White is gonna say, but it's not gonna come off great. I know that because <laughs> Charlton Charlton White White has a uh, is it Charleston? Jesus Christ! I just he has a he has a harsh way of talking, but he he spits truth, and that's why people didn't. I mean, well, people didn't like Andrew Tate because he he can't be kind of twatty, but. Um, you know, some of the things they're saying isn't fucking just wild banter of hate. It's fucking, they're, they're speaking to some kind of truth. So moving on. So here's, this is interesting. I'm not talking to nobody for a month. And, and like, to me, when I saw this, I was like, I bet Kanye fans are rejoicing. The ones that want him to stop talking and just come on, man, just stop. Just stop, Kanye. I can't play. You, you made graduation. You can't do this guy. <laughs> stop. I'm not one of them. I, again, I'm someone who is like all about people just fucking saying what they want. But I'm also someone who is uh, who's very aware that there's consequences to the shit that, that comes out of our face and the actions that we fucking do. So there's no, there, you know, again, say whatever you want. No one's in prison. They're not carting, carting them off anywhere. They're just, you know, but there are consequences to our actions. Uh, so this is what he posted. I'm taking a 30-day cleanse, a verbal fast, no alcohol, no adult films, no intercourse, and God we praise, amen. But my Twitter's still lit. That's <laughs> just tight. That's just tight. Uh, so moving on. So uh, here comes the inception post. This is very funny to me that this is like such an inception post that Kanye is posting about the shade rooms post about his last post <laughs> about Kyrie Irving. It's okay. So, uh, you can't be anti-Semite when you know you're Semite. So he's basically just repeating what Kyrie was saying in that press conference. And, um, and just reposting this, and and there you go. When asked if he ha has any anti-Semitic beliefs, Kyrie, I, uh, um, I, I, okay, explains that he cannot be anti-Semitic because he knows where he comes from. And uh, you know, again, I'm not sure on what that even means. Um, I, 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 you know, on TikTok, it's cool because I've been connecting with some people who have, you know, who kind of understand more. Um, so I reached out to somebody who commented on one of my posts who keeps calling him black black moses is that what he keeps calling him he keeps calling him black um oh god what do they keep saying he keeps saying the same thing on all the posts and i'm like can you like elaborate a little bit because i, I really want to know out of like just like just because i want to know just because i want more information what he's saying 
Well, that post is doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, where is it? Uh, is it Black First year Moses? I managed to keep my... What does he keep saying? We stand with Kanye. I mean, so many... Yeah, look, people are mad. Uh, walk with love. Walk with love. Free Palestine, yay. <laughs> Come on, yay. Free Palestine. You can do that, can't you, buddy? Is it on this one? They run, they run the business period Look, from Hollywood. And then, and then you got this fucking dude, Charlatan, the, 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 the fucking, the, the simp, uh, talking shit on him. And then he's sitting here saying the same shit. Same fucking shit. He's a fucking hypocrite. Oh my god, I wish I could find it. Is it Black Noah, Black Moses? I don't know, man. I can't. Oh well. All right, get on some of these fucking comments. I'm gonna go through there and delete. Um, okay. Um, anyways, where were we? Let's get on this. What, what is that? Black dynamite. <laughs> it's a black dynamite. <laughs> No, I can't remember what he keeps saying. He just keeps saying, like, Black Moses or something. He keeps calling him something. Did his cancellation only make things worse? Kind of, yeah, dude. Black Abraham. And see, look, here we go. I, I, I asked him if he could give me... I'm interested in what this means. So, I don't know. Does anybody know what that means, Black Abraham? I looked it up. I, I found, like, a conspiracy theory that said that Abraham was black. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a white dude, uh, but anyways, let's let's get back to this Twitter feed. Um, so this is where shit is just fucking. This pissed me off right here. So <clears throat> we'll start with this. Uh, what should be obvious by now is that I was raised to stand for my truth regardless of consequences. So I will say this again: I was mentally misdiagnosed and nearly drugged out of my mind to make me a manageable well-behaved celebrity and this is from harley now harley is who um harley pasternak kanye slams personal trainer claims he was drugged into becoming a well-behaved celebrity um hey buck fitches welcome out welcome welcome black abraham yes i know abraham was a um a biblical figure uh but i wasn't sure in what context that they were trying to label kanye Oh, cool. Thank you for chiming in. I appreciate it, Buck Fitches. Good to see you. Can we get a shout out for Buck Fitches, please? Buck Fitches is a streamer here on Twitch. Uh, I believe I believe you're a, a, a producer, right, Buck Fitches? I know you from um, uh, from Wild and Sober. Oh, boom! Let's see their description. I'm a very baked variety streamer. I've been a musician for over 20 years and a gamer my whole life. Currently addicted to TFT, but I can be convinced to play other games sometimes. I double in production. I'm mostly just a piehead. <laughs> we watch lots of cartoons. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, uh, Robbie, for... Look at that. Look at... And by the way, can we can we get some love for Robbie? I'm going to give love to Robbie because uh, Robbie is a fucking G over here who just writes code for our bot. So we, we got to love Robbie. Um, RB? Yay! Everybody go check out... Oh, thank you, Raina. Everybody go check out Robbie. He has a great sports podcast. He's a streamer here on Twitch. And uh, he, he's a great videographer. His YouTube is lit. Go check out Robbie. Give Robbie some love. 
so so this is where shit gets fucking pretty twisted. I, I think it's kind of dark where this all goes. So Harley is Kanye's uh, um, old Bon Bon. What the Bon Bon? What's up, girl? Good to see that ass up in here. Yo, I'd like to see that smile up up in this bitch. Oh, just on time, Bon Bon, because uh, this guy's Canadian. This guy is a Canadian. He's a Canuck. <laughs> we got a Canadian, although Kanye doesn't like him, uh, <laughs> which is 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 reasonable. So let's let's read this text that Ye threw up on his Twitter. Yes, boobs. Yes. I'm going to help you in uh, one of a couple ways. This is what this dude, who used to be Kanye's personal trainer. He is a personal trainer in Hollywood. And and then there's Kanye West, right? Like, who is Harley, Panner, whatever. And then there's Kanye. Like, no one knows this guy. He's a fucking... I'm going to help you one of a couple ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and loving. No, he fucking doesn't even. He doesn't even have proper English. Fuck this guy. Have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words. And everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet. Second option, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. Fuck this guy. Listen, I know that what Kanye was saying is fucking awful, right? I know what he said is, is fucking rude. But you don't fucking go after some dude's kids. This fucking nobody. This nothing. This fucking skeezy fucking bottom of the shoe fucking shit that sticks there and won't come off. This fucking turd wallet. Fuck this guy. This guy. Fuck this guy. Uh, I, I fucking don't like this. Yo, this sounds like my DS. <laughs> No worries, Robbie. Thank you so much for being here. I got a bounce. Also, tournament is about to start. Hey, go go knock them down, baby. Go knock them down, Naders. We're wishing you break a leg, baby. He didn't attack the kids. He implied that Kanye would be so drunk he wouldn't be able to play with the kids. Yeah, but you don't bring the name. You don't bring your kid, the kids in here after you're threatening to send someone to be institutionalized and then you fucking talking about the kids. You don't talk about somebody's fucking kids like that. Fuck this guy. In any case, again, not defending Kanye's words, okay? Not defending that. But this is fucking garbage. Fuck this nobody piece of shit. Don't like him. So he goes on to say, I was told that if I expose the truth of bad business practices, everything is going to be taken from me, including my black children, which, you know, he had to throw in black children, which why not? Because look at, look at what this dude looks like, first of all. Uh, and everyone has bore witness to the public Emmett tilling of yay, but God has put something in my heart not to back down. And so he just puts a screenshot of a Google search of who this guy is. His name is Harley Pastor Knack, and uh, he is a Canadian. Ugh. <laughs> uh, he's a motivational speaker, author, television host, and sp spitter? Are you really a spitter? What's a spitter? What the fuck's a spitter? Don't drag my people down like that. <laughs> Look, 
Look, I mean, and and I get that this dude probably offended, and he wants to. He probably wants to. You know, uh, he wants to give him the right information, but. But but you don't go about that. So who is this guy, right? Like who are the erase can? <laughs> no 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 no. Well, yeah, that's very. It's, it's a joke. I love my Canadian brothers and sisters. They're they're awesome. At least I have meds. The boyfriend sounds like a ninety year old lung cancer patient. What? What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um. Okay. So. I want to kind of go into this. So this guy, Harley, uh, with Kanye West returned to Twitter, he has taken to slamming his former personal trainer in a series of tweets. The rapper blasted at Harley Pasternak and seemingly claimed that the latter was institutionalizing him for no reason. Uh, uh, Ye West exposed Harley Pasternak in a series of text messages and messages that the former trainer seemed to have said to Kanye West, what the two would have an open conversation without any cuss words. And it's like, fuck you. Who are you to tell anybody to fuck do anything like that? So um, he goes on to show like Harley. Uh, so the rapper also claimed that Harley was aware of West's alleged Jewish origins, which the Jewish trainer later went on to dismiss. So uh, this is another tweet he did. This, is, this shows Harley admitting to knowing the truth of our origin, but then later dismissing the facts within the same text chain. Mind you, this is how a Hollywood trainer speaks to a far more influential black celebrity when we get out of line. When we get out of line. Boyfriend and I tested for COVID yesterday. Um, the boyfriend sounded like, oh, do you have, oh, do you have COVID? I hope you don't. Fuck you and your fucking cuss word. Yeah, exactly. Who the fuck are you to sit here and tell Kanye who, what, fuck that. This nobody, this fucking nobody, this mite, this fucking termite, this fucking flea, this fucking parasite. Your origin- Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Morgana. I'm sending healing vibes. Healing vibes, healing vibes, healing vibes. Catch them. Catch them. <laughs> I hope you guys feel better. That sucks. Um, the origins might be Jew. Okay, so this is the interaction. Your origins might be Jewish, and he circles it, but and then he goes on to say other stuff. I can't read what all that shit says, but it's about how you act, how you think, and how you treat others. I will do anything, anything, if you could please apologize to my people. See, this whole message is fucking... I don't like it any of it but but i do agree i have to say i do agree that you know it is about how you act and if he is jewish and what he's claiming is that he is from jewish origins which he's acknowledging and then and then in the same thing he he goes and says um uh anything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet so he's just basically showing you know how he's says one thing and it doesn't really mean it and he's he's basically just showing his true colors but i you know uh who is kanye west former trainer harley so harley is a celebrity fitness coach and nutritionist he holds a master of science degree in exercise of psych of physiology is that what that says and uh, nutritional sciences from the University of Toronto and an honors degree in blah, 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 blah. A few celebrities who are part of the clientele are Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Holly Berry, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's, read, let's hear what this douchewad says. 
Hi, I'm Harley Pasternak, and today's move of the day is the bird dog, the pike plant. I hate you. All right, fuck this guy. Along with being a celebrity trainer, he's also served as an exercise and nutrition scientist for Canada's National Defense. Oh, that's... Pasternak has written several books. Following Kanye West's slew of anti-Semitic rhetoric, he added people kept giving yay a pie, um yeah, 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 but but there's more. The trainer also shared that the rapper's anti-Jew statements are unacceptable and ir irrespective of his mental health status. Uh, Pasternak said that Ye's communication was incoherent and added, it doesn't forgive someone for being anti-Semitic. In fact, the lack of outrage over his tweet from people is very sad, regardless of whether he is mentally ill or not. And, and, and you know, I, I, do, I do agree with that. Like, if if you are mentally ill then get help but he's going around saying he's not mentally ill Ugh, there's a lot of contradicting things that go on with kanye so um f hold on wait they're missing like the biggest piece this is the dude that was with him this dude was with him when he was institutionalized the first time um and that's they're not even mentioning that and that's why he says, I'll have you institutionalized again, right? He says, I'll have you institutionalized again. So this motherfucker is who put him in the first time. And maybe it was for his own good. Who knows? He probably was exhausted. Um, Let's see if this comes up. Uh, restoring order to Twitter. Who is uh, breaking? Reveals message. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where was it? Damn it. Um, he calls out Canada's. <laughs> it's Canada's. They're like, it's Canada's problem. Was Kanye MK Ultra'd? <laughs> Baby. Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. So I don't know how how good this is of a source kanye west went to twitter what should be obvious but okay yeah, we know this uh west then uploads screenshots uh kanye posts the following um who exactly is pastor nick is known as fitness trainer yes 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 um i think kanye has a history of mental health issues uh pastor nick is jewish Back in 2016, cops responded to a welfare check on Kanye at Pasternak's home, according to TMZ. The reporters went on site not long after this, along that they, uh, adding that they tried to question Pasternak about the incident. We got Pasternak outside his house late Monday evening. If he knows how Kanye's doing, he's not saying much. So he was with them when the first time he went in. Uh, so here we go. So this is a, they're showing this side by side. Kanye hospitalized, handcuffed in the ambulance. Kanye West has been taken to UCLA Medical Center for psychiatric evaluation. According to law enforcement sources, cops responded to the call for a welfare check on Kanye around 1.20 p.m. He was also at his trainer Harley Pasternak's home at the time and was acting erratically. We were told that police called, um, we're told police called LA fire and by the time paramedics arrived, Kanye was calmer but still resistant to go into the hospital we're told we're told everyone his management 
and law enforcement convinced him it was best to go. Law enforcement sources tell us Kanye was handcuffed to a gurney during the transport to the hospital as standard protocol. And then, of course, they're showing you have, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land. Yeah, this dude's a fucking piece of shit. Maybe he was trying to help him. But this right here, this comment right here is so fucking just just disgusting like what why would you even fucking say that man like who the fuck are you to oh man i do not like this dude this dude can eat a dick it's all fake news it's all just rushing controlling kanye to distract people from paying attention to the midterms uh just made yeah that's probably true as well uh i don't know for a personal trainer that sounds like a good advertisement the way to handle kanye west is not handling kanye west i think anybody that happened to be jewish around him should remain silent (laughs) Uh, I, I I don't even necessarily agree with that, Samo. I think that if you have friends around you that are Jewish, and who knows if he has friends even. Uh, do billionaires actually have friends? I don't know. Uh, if you do have friends around that are Jewish and are like, yo, it's a little hurtful, bro. But you don't do it like this. Like, even if he just was like, hey, man, let's sit down and have a conversation. I would love to inform you and, like, educate you. But not, like, threats. Like, that's a threat, man. That's a fucking threat. That's fucked up. That's not a friend. In any case, uh, let's go back to... So, now that we're past all that, we can move. So, now here we are. So, now he starts going for the whole Kyrie uh, situation. This is not hate. We are love. God is love. And he posts the press release from the Brooklyn Nets. Over the last several days, we have made uh, repeated attempts to work with Kyrie Irving to help him understand the harm and danger of his words and actions, which begin with him publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. I wonder what that film was. I mean, I'm just curious. I'll find out. Let's just find out together. What was the film... Kyrie Irving point two. Uh, Nets suspend Kyrie uh, anti-Semitic movie post. Suspend, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was the name of the movie? History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. That's New York Times. Uh, Hebrews to Negroes. Wake up, Black America. Okay, so this is what he was. This is what he was sharing so wow i didn't i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know that like, hold on guys let me, let me do something real quick give me one second hmm. yay thank you okay we're back uh, what Kyrie Irving saw when he watched that movie. Um, yeah, I, I don't know anything about this whole thing. So I knew he linked to some anti-Semitic thing, but I had no idea that it was about black people in Hebrew. So Hebrews and Negroes wake up black America, uh, must've been tailored specifically for Kyrie Irving. The movie at the center of the latest Irving scandal has everything the net star could want there's a conspiracy theory that involves the plight of a people who cares about 
uh, people he cares about, truths will be exposed. The film tells the viewer about the real identity of the Israelites. There is plenty of conjecture, dot connecting, and pseudo-linguistics and etymology, including several whole minutes devoted to where the word España originated. España. España. <clears throat> what is it? <clears throat> probably sent everybody the great dictator from Charles Chapman. That's a great clip. That is a great clip. That is a fantastic clip, actually. Maybe we should see that because this is all. This all relates to it. We'll come back to Kurt, or to to <laughs> to to Kyrie's anti-Semitic film that he wanted everybody to see. I've never seen it. I can't say it's anti-Semitic. I'm just going off of what people are saying. So I can't. And the problem is that we all know that the media lies. I'm not saying they're lying about this one. All I'm saying is that the media lies constantly. They are trying to shape narratives on both sides of the aisle. And so fuck that. Uh, what is it called? Yes. The Great Dictator. I'm sorry. But I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. The What's the unnatural mean? <laughs> what is he talking about there? <laughs> What's the unnatural? Who are the unnatural? The 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world, that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! 
Fucking A right, man. Fucking A right. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> the gays. <laughs> that's what I heard. Bon Bon, that's what I heard. That's all I heard. I was natural. Who the fuck are they natural? <laughs> I thought we were all natural, baby. Uh, let's, let's see what we missed. Uh, I don't know for a person. Oh, yeah. The way, oh, yeah, 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 probably sent everybody to great. Oh, yeah, yeah, we just did that. Every news has a bias, whether they admit. Yes, that is absolutely true. Is my anti-Semitic uh, anti speech right there? That is my anti-Semitic speech right there. I, don't, I didn't see no anti-Semitic speech in that, so I guess that's good. Uh, I'm a big Charlie Chapman fan, but his roots are really dark. Really? What's his roots? I thought, isn't he a Jewish person? Uh, I dressed up as him for Halloween once. It, and everybody called you Hitler. <laughs> the gays. That's so. <laughs> did Charlie Chapman not like the gays? Is that what's going on here? This is a trash movie, but the ending is well worth the wait. Hmm. No, I want walls around Mexico so Mexico is safe. I agree. Let's just cage in the Mexicans so to make sure that no one can get in. Because fuck that. They need to stay safe. Thank you, moving Mexican. I appreciate you. Uh, I think I probably watched it in college. It's no Citizen Kane, I'll tell you that much. <clears throat> no. But, yeah, there's there's some good points. Good movie. Good, good, uh, some good stuff in there. <clears throat> so, back to this. Uh, Heroes and Negroes, Wake Up Black America has uh, much have been tailored just specifically to... Uh, Okay, it all, uh, all right, all right, here we go. There's plenty of conjecture, dot connecting, and pseudo-linguistics and etymology, including several whole minutes devoted to where the word España originated. It all leads to the theory that black people are the original Israelites, and their pain from slavery through their exist experience in the United States may date back to, the biblical, to a biblical curse. For many black people in America who are waking up, uh, intones the narrator of the movie written and directed by Ronald Dalton Jr. I don't know who that is. We now know that all of our struggles in America have been based of the curse of Israel. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that sounds... Fuck, bro. <laughs> Blame it all on Israel. Damn. Uh, that is the type of you won't learn this in history class fodder that Irving seems to seek out, whether he is uh, espousing flat earth theory. He's a flat earther? Yes. Or finding a way of taking a COVID-19 uh, vaccine. <clears throat> I won't fault him for the, any of those. But... Uh, I mean, whatever. Nearly two and a half hours into the three and a half hour slog of a movie, they apparently not high schoolers PowerPoint presentation. Here is what appears on the screen. This truth will shock you. The narrator continues, the true Israelite identity of the so-called Negro has been covered up for so long. The mass media is the biggest tool of indoctrination, brainwashing, and propaganda that the world has seen. For centuries, it has been helping Satan deceive the world, including the Christian church. Don't believe me? <laughs> you can imagine Irving, who said he was watch he's watched the movie leaning forward, right? His mind is ready to be blown. Oh, man, I knew it. 
<clears throat> and then there's this text begins to scroll. At first, by controlling the banking system, we were able to control corporation capital. Through this, we acquired total monopoly of the movie industry, the radio networks, and the newly developing television media. The printing industry, newspapers, periodicals, and technical journals had already fallen onto our hands. The richest plum was later to come when we took over the publication of all school materials. Through these vehicles, we could mold public opinion into suit our own purposes. Okay, I see where they're coming from on this one. <clears throat> Oh, in conjunction with blaming the mass media, the movie maligns Jewish people with the tired, baseless trope about the shadowy puppeteers who run the world. Of course, that that always has to come in, right? There's, it's not, it's not truly hateful unless we blame it all on the Jews. Uh, the movie purports to quote Herod Wallace Rosen Rosenthal in a pamphlet that the Anti-Defamation League has called a fabricated document matters like that of truth are of little interest to the film, which also attempts to quote Adolf Hitler labeled as Adolf and asserts the Jews have established five major falsehoods which work to conceal their nature and 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 protect their status and power. Among these apparent falsehoods, in the fact, six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. Uh, the Jews have established five major falsehoods. Okay, let's see. The Jews are Israelites and thus God's chosen people. Jesus Christ was a Jew. That six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust during World War II. Wow. Well, this all seems horrible. Um, you lure in people such as Irving with mildly interesting, and then you launder in the anti-Semitism. <clears throat> and, and what sucks is that, you know, these dudes feel like they're getting fucked over by people who probably happen to be Jewish. And um, now they're just applying it across the board. And this is sort of reinforcing that those ideas. And then you have, of course, Ye out there doing his thing. Um, uh, what, what did you guys, what are you talking about out here? Uh, I think I, oh yeah. I accidentally ran into it at a blockbuster. Jesus, we're old. Uh, <laughs> Netflix is really going ham on kicking in ex-employees rib cages and their new television called Blockbuster. And Netflix is fucking just, I'm over it, dude. We're canceling. We, I think we're, I think we already canceled it. We're over Netflix, dude. Anything that's on Netflix I care to watch, I can just pirate. I don't give a fuck. Uh, you lure people, you lure in people such as, or, okay, yeah. If the movie uh, adapted from a book of the same title were created solely for Irving, then it reached its intended target. See, that's, a, that's stupid. Irving shared the 2018 film on Twitter on Thursday, which gained widespread media attention and then eventually the attention of Nets owner Joe Tsai who said he was disappointed his point guard promoted a movie that includes such dangerous anti-Semitic notions. Irving, a player as talented as he is confounding, he has not been punished, at least not yet. He fashions himself as a free thinker, but perhaps he's more of a provocateur or um, contra a contrarian. Is he anti-Semitic? That is the question that Nets should be asking themselves and asking Irving. So, um... Yeah, so there you go. That 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 helped me understand what's going on now. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a it's a weird thing to just sort of predicate all your beliefs on and just j dive, you know, face deep into it. But you know, people believe that birds aren't real and the Earth is flat. So I don't know. 
who knows what to believe anymore. Um, so yeah, that's 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 more into that. So here we go. Now now Ye started bringing Shaq into the shit, which Shaq is so awesome. Uh, I love Shaq. He's just so good. He, he was just. Uh, anyways, let's get into it. They make us bully ourselves because of our business alignment. Shaq rips Kyrie Irving over anti-Semitism controversy, calls him an idiot. Uh, Irving has not been disciplined in the matter. He needs to be disciplined. Ugh, I don't like those words. I don't like them. I don't like those words. He needs to be disciplined. What is he, a fucking five-year-old? Who the fuck are you to discipline someone? Like, I don't like those words. Like, you are... You do... It, it, it alludes to ownership. It alludes to ownership. And he is acting like a five-year-old. Fine. That's fine. But he's also a grown-ass adult. And, and fucking um, to, to say that you got to discipline somebody, it's like, phew. I just don't like that wording, Robbie. I just don't like it. Um, <clears throat> let's all get the Ouija board and talk to Sammy Davis Jr. to see what his heartache is on being black and Jewish in his time on earth. Man, <clears throat> when you see some of those old recordings, uh, there's some recordings where, where Frank Sinatra is just saying blatantly racist shit to him. He's just like, ah, it's like, oh, fuck. You imagine all the things he had to not say. Zippy. What's up, Zippy? Welcome, welcome. Here for the Degain Degain hour tea. Yes, we're we're there. We're here. We're doing it. Uh, So he brings Shaq into it. And yeah, again, halfback, halfback. Again, I'm not defending what Kyrie's saying. I just don't like. That, that word disciplined in the matter. Like, who the fuck are these people to fucking discipline anybody? And, and to say he needs to be disciplined? Like, it's just... No. It adds to the infantilization of our society at this point. Um, they make us attack each other, even our brothers who know who we truly are. And then he posts a Yahoo Sports... Uh, screenshot of former Nets coach Amar Stoutmeyer. Uh, sorry, I don't know how to say that. Uh, on Kyrie Irving, you made a mistake, so apologize for it. And so, you know, former Nets coach popping, popping off, letting them know. So now this is the good stuff right here, y'all. <laughs> Shaq is in business with Jamie Salter. Jamie first said he's 50-50 with David Beckham and 50-50 with Shaq. I said, Jamie, there's no such thing as 50-50 in business. Who has the extra 1% for the control and voting rights? And again, this is, you know, this is building on something. It's like going back to what Samo was saying, you know, like if you don't want that kind of business, take your business elsewhere and create your own. Um, It's essentially what, Charleston White is saying, but he says it in very harsh terms. Um, Shaq is an incredible um, businessman. Yo, Shaq is just a shit, dude. I don't care. Shaq, Shaq has just been beloved for fucking decades, y'all. Decades. Damn straight, he does. Uh, um, yeah, but it's not the same. You can't get the same selection on Netflix or other streaming services. It was way more interactive to discover new movies. I would rent for a weekend. Like a new movie, a Western, a classic, and Doc. I can't get that easily online. It's not funny how the options, how more options has just narrowed your choices. <laughs> Isn't that funny? How like we have way more options, but it has also narrowed our choices. 
in some weird way. Whereas when you're walking around a store like Blockbuster, like renting a movie, you're more exposed to new movies and different ideas and stuff. It's selective for us. Exactly. This is what you'll like because this is what the algorithm says. And also, we'll throw in this stuff, too, that you might not care about, but we're going to push it down your throat regardless. Um, Lipton or Arizona from tea bags to tall cans. Got you covered. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, it's uh, Okay, so... I, I absolutely love Shaq's response to this. <laughs> uh, I think he did it in a really uh, tasteful way, and, and I um, and respectful, but yet stern but respectful. You know, believe me, you don't know me like that. Right off the top, love it, love it, Shaq. Worry about your business. And to quote the once great Kanye West, I got more money than you, so why would I listen to you? Take my advice. Get your family business in order. Have a great day, brother. Listen, he might fucking drop, yo. Like, fuck, bro. So he's obviously referring to Kanye losing his Adidas contract, which took him from billionaire status to millionaire status. And he's also going off of what Kanye was saying about the gap when he was breaking ties with them. And they're like, why am I listening? You don't have you don't even have as much money as me. Boom. Listen, there's no reason for Kanye just to start go digging around, pulling motherfuckers into this. There's no reason for him to start pulling Shaq into this. Shaq makes his money. He likes his he likes the relationship. Maybe he's cool with the relationship. It's not up to you, yay. It's not up to you, sir. So I I, I mean I'm with this. This is fair. Fair, fair. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, the famous Irish basketball player, wants you to forget about him uh ruining the DC franchise, Superman, and or his horrible rap skills. <laughs> Yeah, he might have terrible acting skills. He might suck at rapping. But he's still just like fucking Shaq, bro. <laughs> he's still fucking... It's like, I didn't even watch him on... I love Shaq, and I, I didn't even watch him play basketball. I just love him. Like, I just like him. Like, I just like his vibe, man. Like, his vibe is just awesome. He's just this big dude who's just like, What's up? I'm happy to be here. Let's do this. I'm making my money. Fuck, dude. I just love Shaq. I just, I don't know what it is. The same way I just love Obama. I just love him, but I know that he did tons of evil shit, right? Like, he did tons of evil shit. He did some good stuff, but he did tons of evil shit. Like every other president, doing evil shit when you're running fucking a country like this. Or any country, I imagine. So, tip of the hat to Shaq for being respectful yet poignant. <laughs> that was so good. So good. Uh, okay, so here's Jamie, uh, what's his name? Salter. Um, Obama did it with a cool brother smile. Exactly, man. Anybody who's singing Al Green on stage like that, pff, you got me. You got me. I don't care how many brown people you bombed to hell and back. Whatever. I don't care if you took away our, our, our natural rights as citizens here in, in America. I just like how you smile and you sang Al Green real nice. Uh, <laughs> um, Jamie then said he's actually got 51% on both of those deals. So just to sort of recap, 
he asked Jamie, uh, uh, Jamie first said he's got, he's 50-50 with Beckham and Shaq. And then he discovers, Jamie then said he's actually got 51% on both those deals. 51% over your, your, the people you're supposed to be representing. Uh, he, we as creators and talent get so caught up in our vanity that we don't read or understand the fine print. Like Dave Chappelle said, we need to stop giving up control over our own names and our likeness. And that's what we're, you know, I brought, uh, we watched that Chappelle clip earlier and, uh, about his experience with Chappelle show, uh, AKA meaning he's a worker. He's not an owner. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and see, that's, that's where, that's the crux of the cracker here, right? <laughs> crux of the cracker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But that's the crux of the cracker here, right? Like, it's it's not about this Jewish cabal fucking people over. It's about a toxic business that fucking eats people up and controls people. And, and, and in a way, it's a modern-day form of slavery. And yet, I mean, the, the, the people involved have way more rights than an actual slave would have. But you see the, the what Dave Chappelle is saying. It's like, why would you run, you know, like, why don't you do Chappelle's show on another network? And he's saying, why would I run from one plantation owner to another one? Like, why would, fuck that. And that's why he's just doing stand-up. That's why he's just doing stand-up comedy, because no one can stop him. No one can say, you can't do that. Maybe a venue says you can't play here. Oh, well, guess what? There's hundreds of other venues that will pay him double what they were offering. So, fuck you. No one cares. Dave Chappelle still makes a bunch of people lots of money. He makes himself more money than them, though. And that's that's the important part. That's the important part is, is, putting, is, is positioning yourself and owning your shit, man. That's what it's about. And that's what they're saying. And, and I'm getting that, you know, and I'm understanding. And his tickets ain't cheap. Hell no, they ain't cheap. Hell no, because they have to pay for those stupid magnetic lead bags so that you have to put your phone in, Uh, you know, if they have COVID restrictions or whatever the situation is, you got crew, security, renting the whole place. It's not cheap. And and he's not he's not lowering those prices. How dare you speak uh, of a soup accessory? Uh, I will never do that again. So then he goes up uh, and then he references the Lex Freeman interview. I don't know if you guys seen the Lex Freeman interview. I think Samo sent me it. Samo sent me half of the stuff for the story. So <laughs> thank you, Samo. Uh, so the, the, um, he, he goes on Lex Friedman's podcast, and, he, and Lex Friedman is a Jewish dude from Russia or the Ukraine. I can't remember, but no, he's from Russia, but he has family in Ukraine. And, um, you know, he him and Ye get in some heated argument a little bit, you know, and uh, he's, it's nice that he took Lex's advice and stopped going and saying all this shit, like, it's the Jewish media, you know, like, Again, let's pull back, let's pull back and let's look at it what it is. It's a toxic business environment where people are feeling like they're enslaved, like they don't have ownership over their own talents and name. You don't even have ownership over your own fucking name. Fuck, dude. That's, that's deep, man. That's deep. 
that's some deep shit, and especially for black fucking for for black performers. That's some deep shit. Not to even own your own name. That's deep shit, man. Deep. So um, since Lex asked me to be specific, this is a hero of mine, David Simon. He's never done anything wrong to me, and neither has Jamie. I know this is random to post while I'm at war, but I have to say I love David Simon. Now let's move on to Scooter. So this is his former manager, Scooter Braun. Um, and, uh, I don't think that ended well, uh, but, but this is where, this is where Ye decides to call it a night. <laughs> He's like, I'm a bit sleepy, but tomorrow, smiley face, I promise it will be all love speech, guys. I promise. Even though he said that he's not going to say anything to anybody for 30 days, here he comes. He's like, he's like, fuck you, here it is. <laughs> so today, eight hours ago, he posts, enough already. I gave this man his flowers multiple times. Let's see. Let's really see who uh, our real ops are in the music game. Imagine all the rappers on the same side and everyone cleaning up each other's contracts. It's kingdom time. Love, Drake. And, and, and here it is, right? He's talking about it's time to fucking walk off. It's time to walk off fucking set. It's time to walk off the fucking court. It's time to walk off the field. It's time to fucking get out of the fields, right? It's time to fucking get into the house. Into the fucking house. Fuck that shit, man. Get your own, do your own, be your own. That's, and that's, I think, is the crux of it, right? Like, that's the message that I, I hope that he runs with. Because fuck these crooked ass business fucking, fucking finks, man. Fuck them. Fuck them. And, and, and of course, yes, some of them are Jewish, but that doesn't mean every Jewish person is evil. They're just terrible Jewish people, just like there's terrible Muslim people, just like there's terrible Christians. How many terrible Christians do you know in a Western society? How many Christians, so-called Christians, are just the worst fucking evil haters in the fucking world? It happens. It happens for everybody. Evil, evil is a part of humanity as much as good and love is. It's something that we got to fucking contest with constantly within ourselves and within our environments. Um, no problem. You must, <laughs> you are, you awesome butt slut. Uh, <laughs> classic crux of the cracker move. You got, ooh, you got it. I just need Larry David at the table. <laughs> Fair. All hell, Kanye West, tell this man you made him. Drake says he only linked with Ye at the Free Harry, Larry Hoover concert because of Jay Prince. Uh, linking with the ops, bitch. I did that for Jay Prince. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> I think this is um. Uh, now Larry Hoover was a mobster, or is a mobster, or was a mobster out of Chicago. I'm not sure what all this means. I didn't have time to go into this story, but I know they're all referencing because uh, Drake is talking shit. Uh, same old, I don't know if you saw that, but Drake is talking shit with Twenty One Savage about Megan the Stallion. <laughs> I don't know if you if you saw that yet, but yeah, like I, I know how much you love Megan. Megan's so hot though. She's so hot. She can't be lying. <laughs> she she's so hot. There's no way that she could be lying. Okay, and so we're gonna end today with this. And um, there's a reason why I didn't. There's a reason why I didn't start with this video, and I wanted us all to take. This with a grain of salt and try to see through the rhetoric and look at it as something that is uh, uh, more of a rallying call for people to be.
be their own and to own their own and to get their own and uh, try to uh, look past, <laughs> try, try to look past <laughs> the rhetoric, friends. I just want her, uh, I just want, uh, I just want to be her friend and for her to teach me her booty shaking ways. I, I agree with all of that. I agree with all that. Let's, let's just be friends. And she's like real hot. I mean, she's just hot. I'm sorry. She's just fucking hot. Like, it's just like, oh my God, she's just her fucking, her booty is so beautiful. Anyways, um, so let's watch this video. Uh, so Ye posted this. This is what's happening. And so this is, that's the caption. And let's get into this. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. This ain't even the full video. Okay, hold on. Let's not watch this one. Let's watch most, like a good clip of it because that's not a good clip. All right. Try and get to 20,000, y'all. So if you're not on TikTok and you're not following me on TikTok, make sure you're fucking following me on TikTok. We got to get to 20,000. That's just how it is. It's just what's happening, okay? If I don't get to fucking 20,000 on TikTok, how will the fucking CCP know what I'm doing in life, all right? They need to, I need to be on the CCP's radar. Uh, make the stallion is unforgivable. <laughs> She's done. She messed up the Marvel Universe. She she Hulk single-handedly ruined the Marvel Universe. That is not her fault, okay? That is not Meg, Meg Stallion's fault. That is those fucking douchebags at Disney just trying to fucking do their bullshit. So that is not her fault. We will not fault her for that. If she is lying, though, if she is lying about getting shot up, then fuck her. She'll still be hot. And I'll still like her songs, but fuck that. But if fucking Tori did shoot her, fuck him, right? I mean, like, can we get on board with that, Samo? If she, if, if either one of them are lying about it, fuck them. I mean, I, I I can only go there because they did find bullet fragments in her fucking foot. So, I mean, she but she didn't have to. She was lying at the beginning, so there you go. Um, hey, question: Kuya was trying to send Saucy his old Game Boys but he can't send to the P.O. box. Okay, um, Raina, can you hear? Will you, uh, will you send Ziggy a, an address? Or I'll send you one later if she doesn't. Yeah, he can send it here. Oh, I need to watch uh, your Johnny and Riri. Oh, we can watch that before we leave. Um, it's not long. Uh, okay, so let's watch this video. The, now, this is the video. He, he put a post he, what Kanye did was posted 10 seconds of this video and I don't think that's going to do it justice so <sighs> all right guys it's not pulled off of TikTok yet so Twitch sh shouldn't have any problems staying on Twitch so let's <laughs> see what do you think about yay Kanye West right uh, I think I think black people are showing white people that we'll forever be their slaves and if they want to we'll voluntarily go back to slavery and this is why I say this we ask to stand up to white folks all the time. Mm -hmm. We beg to stand up to white folks. Nick Cannon got on a platform and said the same thing that Kanye he said. He did. Guess what they did? He, they grabbed his ass by his shirt. They even made him denounce Farrakhan. They even made Nick Cannon denounce Farrakhan and say he was a bad, hateful person. So that's one mm -hmm. they tarred and feathered. DC Young Fly them back on the platform now. Mm. Bow down. He's so southern. DC Young Fly claimed, well, I, I wouldn't take it. Y'all all bow down. Mm. Get off the show, period. Right Come there. over here on your own app and start your own. 
them. Yeah. You know that's what I'm building, right? So now we got Ye, a billionaire. A billionaire who we watched come up out of Chicago. Not only that, the only who I've ever seen advocate for Larry Hoover to be free. That's true. The only entertainer I ever seen advocate for Larry Hoover to be free. Lil Dirk ain't done it. So, so here go ye. He stand up. We all saying, yeah, he right. But boy, when they grab that baddest, that's always been a tactic. You take the baddest, bring him out in front of all the slaves, and you tie him up, and you whoop him, 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 and you keep whooping him in front of all these slaves. This one, this y'all baddest one. Y'all richest one, he gonna stand up to us. And we all sit there and watch. Don't nobody join in. No no celebrity, no entertainer. Jay-Z punk ass turned on him. <laughs> they whooping him. They whooping him. They putting them lashes on his back. Then he find out. Toby, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They still whooping him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They still whooping him. He's dissing. I'm sorry. They won't stop whooping him. And we ain't said that's enough. We ain't stood up and said, fuck y'all, that, that's enough. We ain't playing no more basketball. We ain't doing nothing no more. Because we can all come together and shake our dick at them if we want to. Now, <clears throat> I'm a little reserved about playing the rest of it because it does get a little dicey. But I probably will just play the rest of it. But I think that this this entire stream has come to this point where it's like, Man, it's only happening because it's allowed to be happening. If if you have your own shit, if you build your own empires, they can't do shit to you. Like Dave Chappelle. They can't touch him. Joe Rogan, he's attached to Spotify, but he's made those contracts to be airtight in his favor because he wasn't giving up his shit for nothing, man. Because he, he's always been very protective of that podcast. Very protective. And whether you like him or not, he is the biggest podcast in the fucking world. And you can't contest that. And there's a reason for it. There's a reason. It's because he built his own. He's honest about where he's coming from. And he's fucking, and he tells it how it is to the best of his ability. Does he get it wrong? Yes. Did he say the N-word a bunch of times in a very horribly <laughs> terrible uh, edited video together yes he did he did he said it because he thought he could because he was freedom of speech but you know he found out but they can't take it from him <clears throat> you build your own they can't take it from you they can't fucking take it from you and, and that doesn't mean that you fucking build your empire so you can spout out ridiculous anti-semitic bullshit or a racist ass shit or trans whatever it is no that's not what it's about it's about fucking owning your own shit. 51%, man. You don't even own your name. They own your name in perpetuity across the universe. Um, <clears throat> and you whooping. And you whooping. <laughs> they just kept going on. Um, fuck my life. My daughter has RSV. Now we will get along. What virus can last two weeks, two months? the fuck is rsv robbie oh my god is she okay holy fucking balls bro 
Oh, is that that is that that respiratory thing that's been going around? Ooh, that's that thing. Ah, oh, fuck. Sorry, man. That sucks, dude. That really fucking sucks. I'm I'm really sorry to hear that, Robbie. I, I'm sending you he healing vibes. Here, sending them. Uh, uh, eh, eh. Catch them. Open your mouth. Yeah, buddy. I'm sorry to hear about that, man. Sending love your guys' way. That's the truth, Calvary, is coming around now silently. And even Russell Simmons came out and told the truth about Run DMC breakup. What did he say about Run DMC? I miss the days of, of Black Planet. Was way too young for that. I can feel the vibe. Um, uh, respiratory. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that sucks. Sucks, Robbie. Sorry, buddy. Sending love to, to your babies. And your family. Um, okay, so, you know, let, fuck. I don't know. Let's, let's, we'll just, we'll finish this video because we will, just to give you full context. But, no, nah, no, you know what? Fuck that. We're not, we're not going to do that. I'm not fucking around. I don't. What, I think it's best to leave it there. If you guys are interested in watching the full video, y'all can go find it. Just Google Charleston White. What do you and, think uh, about Charleston, yeah. uh, Charleston White and Tom right? Daniels? Uh, I, think, I think black people are showing white people that we'll forever be their slaves and if they want to. And then so, um, there it is. Uh, just over all bad afternoon, I'm about to go to the weed store and make myself. Yes, do that, Robbie. Go and get your medicine. Go get daddy's medicine. I hope everything goes well in recovery. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks balls, man. Go go get your medicine. Go get your meds. Yeah, if you guys want to watch the rest of that video, because he does go on to say some fucking rude shit. And um, I mean not rude. He's just he's just speaking how he speaks. And it doesn't offend me or anything, but it's it's just the algorithms. If I if if I'm putting this up on YouTube or Twitch or or cutting this up, they're gonna catch these words and it's self-censorship and such and plus you know it is a little harsh so there's no reason to do all that okay so for bonbons since bonbons um you know our good friend to the north uh we're gonna play our this video Johnny for her Depp making a comeback johnny Depp, savage x fenty guest appearance in rihanna's show we got some more updates with the Amber Heard trial as well, so stick around and leave a comment. Let's get into this. <laughs> Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. Johnny has been jet-setting around the world with Jeff Beck shredding his guitar and doing his thing. He also made an appearance on the VMAs as the Moon Man. Now Riri has invited Johnny to her fourth volume of her Savage Fenty show. Now Johnny won't be walking the runway. Instead, he's going to be a focus in one of the show's star moments. He will be wearing items from the men's collection, and he will also be the first male in Savage X Fenty show history to take the role. Johnny has already filmed his part, and it will be included in the show's premiere on Amazon Prime Video on November 9th. Meanwhile, Johnny is appealing his defamation nope. verdict against Amber Heard, saying, I shouldn't have to pay. Nope, there's appeals. There's appeals. It's never gone yet. It's never going to be God. I mean, you're talking about a, a total of like $12 million on the table. You think people are going to just walk away from that and say, okay, here you go. You know, so Johnny doesn't want to pay the two mil either. Fair enough. He, he came out on it. 
He came out on top of this one, so. To pay Amber $2 million. You all will recall, Johnny was the big winner in the trial. The big winner. Amber was found guilty of defamation and was ordered to pay Johnny $10.35 million. The jury also ruled that Amber was also defamed and awarded her $2 million. In documents filed Wednesday in Virginia Court of Appeals, Johnny says the jury had erroneously ruled in favor of Amber when it said one of Johnny's attorneys, Adam Waldman, defamed Amber by telling a media outlet that she lied while describing a blowout fight that ended their marriage. Waldman said, so Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up. Thank you, Got Mighty their Mighty. story straight under the direction of a lawyer and publicist and then placed a second call to 911. In his appeal, Johnny makes the point that his lawyer said that, not him, and he shouldn't be held responsible for Waldman's remark. He also said that Amber's team failed to prove Waldman made those comments with malice, a requirement to win a defamation claim. So Johnny wants the court to overturn the jury on that single count. And keep in mind, Amber has also filed an appeal of courts when she lost. So both of them are appealing and we'll see who wins. I hope Johnny wins. Now, with the stink of the Amber Heard trial still on Johnny, Riri has been catching crap on Twitter for even inviting him. I'll go with this blue check. Amber Heard ruined Johnny's Depp life? No. Johnny Depp destroyed Amber Heard's life and career, made her global target, and forced her to relive her trauma in multiple courts, only for him to be rewarded by a society intent on maintaining the patriarchal status quo. Then I say, leave that man alone. He was proven innocent in the court of law. And if Riri wants him in her show, let Queen Riri reign. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Johnny Depp making a come. All right, so there you go. What an appealing story. <laughs> so there it is. Um, but, you know, you do got to look at it in, in, in other ways. You know, there are people out there who do feel like Amber got screwed and you know, they, they felt like she was truly abused. And so I could see what I could see both points, man. I could see both points. But if we're going by court of law, if we're going to if we're going to sit here and fuck it, he was found innocent. He He's fucking he's off the hook. Fuck that lady. She's crazy. Obviously, she has problems. She needs help. And uh, he doesn't want to pay the two million. And I get it, too. Can't believe somebody was on video uh, video talk about who's going to believe you, Johnny. I am a woman. I am a woman. Great job. I'm glad to know more. There you go. Uh, so there it is. All right.